in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Coming to you and live, seen everywhere in the Ingalls studio on YouTube. All you got to do is go to thesportocracy.com, click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. Follow the link in the description of the video so you can, I mean, this is the last chance. Today's the last day to get in on the... Tomorrow is the last day. Oh, I thought it was The ninth for the 4011th time. Well, the season starts today. Well, you got to make it confusing. Tomorrow. All right, tomorrow is the last day. Excuse me. So today, I mean, you should really do it today so you don't forget tomorrow. Because tomorrow's your last. That's what I said. You just misheard me. Uh, no. tomorrow- <laughs> I don't think I did. Tomorrow's the last day to get in on the battle for the belt. So you want to follow the link in the description of the video. Make sure that you get in on that. That is our year-long DFS fantasy competition. Winner of it all will take home the custom sportsocracy championship beer city's best fantasy football player belt. And, of course, the prize pack that's worth worth over $1,000. For being Beer City's first fantasy football champion. I mean, what's what's not to like? The only thing it costs you, $20 donation to Eblen Charity's St. Nicholas Project. They are our go-to for uh, charitable donations around this time of year because we want to make sure that all the kids have a very lovely Christmas. Eblen helped over 1,350 kids around the Buckham County area last year. Have a better Christmas. We want to uh, make that even more with your donation. So $20 donation. Click the link in the description of the YouTube video, or you can find the link on all of our social medias. I am Tank Spencer. Jeremy Green is alongside, and it has finally arrived. Today is the day of the NFL season. We will have the LA Rams and the Buffalo Bills tonight. The last show until February where we don't have live football to discuss. It's good times. Yes. I, I And here's the thing. You might actually see a player melt on screen tonight. This game kicks off at 5. Yes. West Coast time. Mm-hmm. It's also about 706 degrees in Los Angeles County right now. Yeah, massive heat wave going on in California. And, yeah, they've been they've been doing some audibling, trying to figure out, how, like, how are we going to keep people cool at this game? Because we built this big old stadium, and there are no fans anywhere. Well, I mean, that does seem to be a problem of stadiums built in California. Well, you know, oh, we're tough. Learn! Learn from the mistake! It's but, I mean, hot. is it really worth the expense of fans if we're only going to need them for the first three weeks? Yes. There's only one stadium on the planet Earth that should not have air conditioning, and that's Cameron Indoor Stadium. Why? It just works. Oh, it works. Gotcha. 
I've been there. It is as hot as it, it's every bit as hot as you think. Right, it is. I would think that would be the one on the list. But you're talking home home court advantage, all that. You don't need it. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, don't put air conditioning in there. It's fine. I would have gone like Denver. Probably don't need fans. Oh, it gets hot in Denver. In Denver, it gets hot in Denver too. There's almost nowhere that it doesn't at some point get hot. I'm just saying, if you're you know, you thinking that it's not going to be warm long. But a fantastic place to start the season. I believe two of the four best teams in the NFL. And to kick off this show, we're putting it on paper. That's right. All right, we've talked predictions. Today is the start, the official start of the season. And this is where you you stake your claim. In the YouTube comments, throw out yours. We will put the best ones on social media. If you're watching us on YouTube, maybe you see things look a little different. We have some new toys. We will be making all of our last minute predictions for the 2022 nfl season this is uh this is the one that we'll all look back on and go this is what you said before the season this is jets plus seven this is the Bengals will only win two games yes all of that so we'll get into that we'll also have jones angel the voice of the north carolina tar heels joining us at four o'clock as he does every thursday to talk North Carolina football getting ready to uh, take on Georgia State this weekend and we'll of course get all of his uh, thoughts about that 63-61 win up at Boone this past weekend. We'll also get into the rest of the college football, what's going to happen with that, and the, of course Jeremy will have his picks for the night. And I got a couple bangers. There is only one thing that I'm really leaning on tonight, and we'll talk about that in the third hour of this here program. Yep. All right, let's get into it. Staking your claim on the season. Has anything major changed for you prognostication-wise, Jeremy? I mean, a couple things have changed for me. A couple things have changed for me. Like? All right, so we're starting with me, uh, my AFC picks. I felt like i was gonna be pretty consistent with what i did except now i have two new division winners i have two new division winners it's the cincinnati Bengals and the the las vegas raiders okay uh the the, the raiders i I bought in you know what i bought in i bought in last year i didn't buy into the team that everybody tried to tell me was better than than they are Mm -hmm. i'm learning my lesson i am all in on the raiders wow I just can't I can't get there with the Raiders as the winner of the division. I think they're a playoff team, but I don't know about winning the division. Still the defense that scares me with I, I you know what, Patrick Graham. When in doubt, revert back to Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham will figure out a way. I like the innovation of the uh, of of what he's bringing there. I already people in the YouTube comments, have you lost your mind? I'm look I have told you as the gambler repeatedly, when everybody in the world goes one way, Mm -hmm. you should go the other. And everybody's on Kansas City, everybody's on the Chargers, and somebody weird's going to win a division, and there are six divisions in this league that I cannot figure out how anybody but who I think is going to win it wins it. I agree. There are a lot of divisions that you look at and go, yeah, that's that's a given. But the West is one of those that I'm... I'm not... I'll, I'll save my pick for when it's my turn oh we can do it cooperatively <laughs> okay all right oh, we're good. talking afc the first half of this hour we're talking nfc the second half of this hour okay so in the west i've got the chargers winning that division i think the chargers will win enough games to be able to get it done 
I know people say that's just the oh you're 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 buying in too soon. On paper, this is this is the most talented team in the NFL. It's a very good team. It's a very good team. Brandon Staley's in his second year. I get that it's been a long running thing that the Chargers always step on their own toes. And that's even, where I'm at. But even in the heyday, even in the Phillip Rivers, Ladanian Tomlinson years, always great regular seasons. It just came to the playoffs where they tripped up. I here's here's where I fall in on this. And I've been pouring over this all day. I, I'm I'm stuck on something. Mm-hmm. One of these things doesn't fit. Andy Reid, Josh McDaniels, Brandon Staley. One of those two. One of those things is not like the other two. I and maybe I'm too high on Josh McDaniels. I feel like this is a very bright guy. Yeah. That is getting his second shot. He has been absolutely measured about where he goes mm-hmm. why do you choose the Raiders because he thinks he can win a Super Bowl here he thinks he can win a Super Bowl here why did Patrick Graham come here I promise you he did not have a lack of options right the pass rush is good really give me a knock on this Raiders team they have a Bill Belichick disciple as their head coach and, and and I get it. <laughs> I mean, tell me when this ever, has ever worked before. When have you ever had a, a Bill Belichick disciple go take over a team and you went, yeah, that was awesome. All right, let me conversely say, when did a Bill Parcells disciple ever work? Oh, wait, until Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bill Belichick did it, and then that narrative went out the window. So Doesn't work until it does. Okay, all right. Like Zach Taylor off the, uh, off the Sean McVay tree last year. You're saying that uh, Josh McDaniels will prove himself as a great head coach in this league this year. I I can't tell you that he's going to prove himself this year. I think he will. Mm -hmm. I think that is a veteran-laden team that fought through a ton of adversity last year. And at the end of the day, the first playoff, the the, the first, I shouldn't say meaningful, you're going into uncharted territory for the Chargers. Justin Herbert's still in his third year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I understand Joe Burrow did like, but, but Joe Burr, I got it. I got it. I'm not sliding this team at all. When you have eight division winners, and I feel like the division winners outside of the AFC North are almost universal. Yeah, I would say so. I have not seen anybody stray from the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. No. I have not seen anybody stray from the Indianapolis Colts in the AFC South. I have not either. So you're going to find one somewhere. Now, I think the AFC North is dead split. Two teams make the playoffs. Just a question, which one gets home field? Mm-hmm. I have the Ravens as the number one team. That's your Super Bowl pick. So That's of my Super do. Bowl pick, yeah. I, I, I mean, I just look at this Ravens team and go, it's time. J.K. Dobbins is back. Lamar Jackson for MVP. Come on. Let's, let's get behind this train here. Uh, in our YouTube comments, uh, I, I'm going to go with the last name because I don't know how to pronounce the first name. Uh, Wildrift asked, I need to know how someone can think McDaniels was a good idea after he completely dismantled Denver and drafted Tebow. He made the playoffs with Tim Tebow, who had quite possibly the worst NFL arm I've ever seen. Now, did he come in and think he was smarter than he was? Absolutely. That's why I think this is going to work. Because I've watched what he's done, and he was humbled. He was humbled. He saw what was happening in New England. All right, now it's my time to get out. Where's the best place I can land? So he goes to Derek Carr. Derek Carr is what he is. 
You're not going to make him a different quarterback at 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Brings in the best receiver in the NFL to me. Yes. I like the weapons. Is the line a bit of a question mark? It is. 100%. I could say the same thing on the right side of the L.A. Chargers. You could. Everybody has a question mark. To me, the line is the biggest one of theirs. And if you think back to those years in New England, it wasn't always the most talented lines that you saw there. Right. Get the ball out, make quick decisions. I think Josh McDaniels is a smart guy. Now, I've watched him terrorize my team off and on for the last 15 years. So I've seen a lot of how this offense works. And I can't emphasize this enough. I've seen Josh McDaniels go away from New England, and all of a sudden it has turned into pandelirium of just stupidity upon stupidity upon stupidity. Yeah. And that team made the playoffs last year really having no business doing so. That was not a playoff talented roster, fact or fiction. I would say fact. There you go. That that is my explanation of how I can believe in Josh McDaniels. Okay. Look, I I get how people don't. This is not Raider hatred coming from me. I have the Raiders as the sixth seed coming out of the West. I've got all I've got three teams coming out of the West making playoffs. Kansas City's my seven seed. The Las Vegas Raiders are my sixth seed. I think they'll be able to do enough damage on offense. The question is, how many of those shootout games are they going to lose? Because you're going to get into a bunch of them. You'll be in them with Kansas City. You'll be in them with the L.A. Chargers. And I still don't buy that secondary. They're young. They're getting better. But are they good enough to win a division? I don't know. Yeah, I look at the Chargers and I go, you're going to be able to to, to, to defend anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know the same thing about the Las Vegas Raiders. I get it. I get it. I have a feeling we're going to argue about the AFC North. Oh, 100%. I got the Baltimore Ravens, and it's close. But how close is the question? the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Sometimes it's the little victories that mean the most. Those everyday celebrations that bring a smile to our faces and joy to our hearts. At Ingalls, we know there's no one you'd rather share those miniature memorable moments with than family. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. The Sportsocracy. What are you people? On dope? 
Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. I'm Tank Spencer, and I believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win the AFC North. Jeremy, you're all in on the Cincinnati Bengals to take it home? I just believe in the offense. Mm-hmm. I look at Baltimore, and yes, they're it's the best drafting team in the league. This is more of a this is more of a I believe in Cincinnati than I don't believe in Baltimore. Okay. Also, get- I'm going to harken back to what I said in the first segment of this never goes chalk ever. There is always something that the public is wrong on, mm-hmm. and to me, I see a ton of Baltimore. And Cincinnati's a, one of a handful of teams that I could see surprising anybody. Will Baltimore struggle offensively? I guess is the main question that we have. Because find me the the weakness on the defense. I mean, I mean I've been looking at it. I'm trying to figure out who's going to score on them. What teams are going to come in and put up huge points on them? Maybe Cincinnati. I sure they did it last year, right? And here's my problem. I'm not in love with the pass rush. You're counting on a ton of young guys. A ton of young guys that I've never really seen do anything. Odafeoa, I like the talent. Mm-hmm. Justin Houston, uh, okay. I've seen that work in one place in the last five years. Wasn't it in Baltimore, though? It was. Okay. But it was also with Matthew Judon on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have that now. There's just There's a lot of young guys in Baltimore. And when I look at their schedule, that's what it really came down to to me. I feel like Baltimore does not get – there's never any stretch of their schedule where I go, oh, yeah, that's where you're going to reel off three of these in a row. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati's got a couple of points where I'm like, all right, it's, I'm not saying it's sweet, but they can't hang with you scoring points. Right. And I'm picking this here. But the fact that you've got Rashad Bateman – Mark Andrews, and according to every report out of Baltimore, your third target is is Isaiah Likely. Yep. It's hard for me to believe that when you get into these shootouts that you're going to be able to shoot out with a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert. That's my only hesitation. Yeah. It's not that I don't believe in them. Mm -hmm. I just can't believe in them over Cincinnati. I mean, just looking looking at their schedule, they got Cincinnati, Buffalo, Tampa, Cleveland with Deshaun, and then Denver, I think are the the only teams that I look at and go, they have the capability of putting up big points. But again, this defense is terrifying. And I think the defense may let you down a little bit. Okay. I'm not again not saying it's not rush. good. I'm just saying you're going to get into into shootouts in the AFC where it's first one to forty wins. Mm-hmm. Can Baltimore do that? Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes they can. And I'm not sure they can do it with Cincinnati. Okay. When, when I went through the entire schedule, Baltimore and Cincinnati wound up with the same record. The only difference is Cincinnati beat them twice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got them winning both. I've got them winning both. Wow. See, that's one thing I, I just couldn't do, and maybe that's, that's the difference between our schedules. We probably have them losing the exact same games, except for I got them split in the season series. And so Baltimore to me, just as long as they stay healthy, I think they're the cream of the crop in the AFC. They're very, very good. But the cream of the crop in the AFC to me is not hard to figure out. 
It's the team playing tonight. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are very good. They're very good. They're no Baltimore Ravens, though. All right. (laughs) Can I ask you a question here? Yes. What exactly does Baltimore do better than Buffalo? Uh, Draft? I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. In terms of talent. I mean, where are you beating me? A corner, uh, all running the football for one. Woo. Tell you that. Maybe. Maybe. It gets very Kenyon Drake, Mike Davisy if uh, J.K. Dobbins is not healthy. Gus Edwards, you're forgetting about Gus him? Edwards on pup list. Yeah, but he'll be I back. I ain't no telling when we're going to see him. He'll be back in four weeks. He'll be fine. That's fine. If you're telling me it's Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis, and, and Gus Edwards, uh, I believe I'll be fine. I, I mean, Buffalo is great. But they you had to bet your house on a team to win a division. Any division in the NFL is in Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. That's, I, I agree with you completely. Not close. All these other divisions could be competitive. The re- I mean, the East is not. The AFC no. East, it, it's the AFC East and the NFC North. And the same NFC as, East. Same as I felt like it was. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, yeah, it co- still you, just sits right. I mean, you have come around. I do believe I, I, you have come around to my way of I thinking. Have, I have. We'll get to the NFC next hour, but it still sits right on the stomach like a bad meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> in the AFC, though, I mean Buffalo's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, hell, they're they're second seed. They'll be the second seed behind the Baltimore Ravens. Give me the knock. Me I'm the still knock. waiting. What is it exactly that takes that, where, where you have one and not the other? Oh, the knock on Buffalo. Who has the better quarterback? The Buffalo yeah, Bills. Yeah. You're talking about running game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a sweeping declaration here that James Cook is way better than people think. I mean, that'd be fine. He's all you got. I mean, and Devin Singletary's fine. I got Devin Singletary. If I got he's Lamar the two, Jackson and J.K. Dobbins up against your uh, James Cook. Okay, if you're throwing into quarterback, you do know mine can run too, right? Like a Lamar Jackson can. Uh, no. Touchdown wise, in terms of getting in the end zone, yeah, I'll take Josh Allen. I'm just. This is one of those times. I'm. I was a year ahead. I guess I undersold how important the experience was. Now you've had the experience. Mm-hmm. Now you've had to sit there on the sidelines. You have watched them celebrate. You know that feeling in the pit of your gut and everything out of Baltimore just or out of Buffalo, excuse me, just tells me this is the year. And then okay. the one division we haven't talked about yet, the, the AFC South. And it could be competitive. How? It probably won't be competitive. But it could be. I'm just, I look at Tennessee and go, man, you've lost a lot. I believe in Derrick Henry. I believe in that organization. I think that's one of the underrated organizations in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Very well put together from the top down. Mm -hmm. But man, you've lost a lot. With no, now Landry out. No A.J. Brown, who was really the field stretcher anyway. Mm -hmm. I look at the weapons and, okay, you're going to be able to block. You have two really good blocking receivers so in terms of running the ball that's fantastic i'm i just look at this team and go are you going to run the veer because if you do that then you got a shot <laughs> and that's, that may be what it comes down to i mean they're you know you're, you're just running between the tackles and playing a lot of play action hoping that Traylon burks can be an impact player immediately you need all of the things to go right for you to be 
a playoff contender, which they are a playoff contender, but I do not have them making the playoffs. I, I don't either. Uh, it was reasonably reasonably close. I just look at the seven playoff teams. All right, I got the four obvious division winners, Kansas City, the Chargers, and my other playoff team is, I don't remember. I, I'm going to have to flash the screen back. Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore. I was uh, I was blanking on who the other one was. Two out of the north, three out of the west, division winner in the east, division winner in the south. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. And we have the same teams. We have the same seven teams in the playoffs, just the order may be a little jumbled up. How do we feel when it comes to the NFC? We can come back for the break. We'll get just a bit outside, and we'll talk about it. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Black Mountain, get ready to rock. Dark City Rock Fest, presented by Elite Events and Promotions, is coming to Silverado's. Saturday, September 17th, starring Saving Able. $20 in advance, 25-day of show. And a portion of the proceeds will go to United Way, Dark City Rock Fest with Saving Able. Saturday, September 17th at SilveradosWNC.com. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. And welcome back into the sportsocracy. Time to get just a bit outside. And uh, I think I think this is a big day. This is a big day for our hometown sport. The hometown sport of North Carolina. I think we can, well, I mean, there is college basketball. But then it's NASCAR, right? I mean, all all the teams are, are centered here. And now they're doing something next year for the 2023 NASCAR All-Star Race. They're bringing it back to North Carolina, and it's going to North Wilkesboro. I mean, this is a place that was a ghost town, like... 18 months ago, two years ago, something like that. It's been revived. It's back on the circuit. And now the all-star game or the all-star race, excuse me, is going to be at North Wilkesboro Speedway. I think it's phenomenal. Hey, I, I might actually what, watch that. I think this is what NASCAR needs to do. Like we've all, we should just give up the ghost on trying to become a pop culture sport which I feel like they've been trying to do for years. And let's just get back 
to old school. Let's do more gimmicky things like this. You went you went back to doing the dirt racing at Bristol, and that's been fun. You finally put uh, rain tires on them and started that's running them in the rain. That's all I care about. It's a car. Windshield it's meant wipers. to go in weather. <laughs> I feel like this is what you should do. You should go back to smaller venues. You'll you'll see, you know, you'll get less of that backlash from going to the big super speedways and seeing all of the empty seats. You go back to smaller venues, you make it uh make it more of a television sport rather than the big ginormous coliseum type events. I think that might be the path forward for NASCAR. I can't disagree with you. Do you know the name Miles Robinson? Miles Robinson. Is he a running back? Uh no, that's Miles Sanders. Oh. Uh, Miles Robinson plays for the U.S. men's national soccer team. Oh, yep. I had no clue. I had absolutely no idea who this person was until yesterday because he was arrested at an Atlanta bar for adamantly refusing to pl- to pay for a single shot of alcohol he took, and his rationale was, it's just five bucks. <laughs> it's really hard for uh, because soccer is just one of those things. I get it. I understand why you like it. I'm just not going to do it. If I wanted to watch... A bunch of people spend a hundred minutes failing to score. I would take my friends to a bar. <laughs> All right, so soccer is not my thing. Yeah, the sheer fact that, that basically the way this was stated is that there was a shot waitress that was walking around with a, pl- a platter of shots. Okay, if you've been in a bar, you know exactly what I'm talking right. about. Usually, they're Jello shots. He takes one off or the they tray. Come in those little beaker looking things. He takes one off the tray and then just goes to walk away. Like, yeah, that's I was entitled to that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you now. for giving me that. When the cops showed up, he physically was told, "All you have to do is give them $5 and we will go away." He wouldn't do it. Instead, arrest me. What sense does that make? None. It's not yours, dude. Wow. If you go to a bar, all right, and, and, and one of the, the, the primary Just reasons. Pay your tab. Be a good person. The primary reason that I told this story, be kind to your white staff. I have seen just a slew of posts on social media over the last few days of people that just were jerks. Don't be jerks. I was a very bad bartender for, for a very short period of time. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a good defense for getting, getting people to leave tips. Uh, yeah, I don't have... Um, <laughs> I don't have the patience. To I was deal a with very people. bad bartender. Nobody tipped me. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I did reasonably well. I'm just saying I've worked in this industry. It's not over. It's not a fun industry. Nobody's coming to work going, yeah, I get to deal with drunk people today. All right. So be kind to your wait staff. Hundred percent. Especially yeah. if you join us Sunday for our first Sunday fun day at the Village Porch in Woodfin. I will be there about twelve thirty. Okay. We'll be watching every NFL game. All day long, and there might be some uh, some uh, some uh, specific drink specials that'll uh, make it make for a good day. Excellent. Uh, I know that Brian Haynes will be there. Will you be there? I will be there for a little bit. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly for how long because I do have to t- kind of try to sneak in and nap because that's where I'm at now. If I want to stay up for the Sunday night football game with my Bucks and the, and the, and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you've become full on old man that full has to on old man. has like to take if, a recliner nap. Yeah, if I need if I if I'm going to have to stay up past 10 o'clock, I need a nap sometime. Do, do you do that thing where your children go, "Daddy, I honestly, honestly. <laughs> don't change the channel. I was watching that." Uh, no, they they know better. 
They know better. Let's Are you just, an angry morning let's person? Just say dad can get handsy if he gets scared. Not the word I would have used right there. <laughs> no, a punchy. Just, punchy is the word. I thought that's what I meant, but okay. That's yeah, not how it came out. <laughs> that did sound good. Are are you a morning person? I am. I am. Uh, a yeah, person. you strike me as one of those people that just wakes up. Like, oh, I can get up. And, oh, I mean, it depends on the day, obviously. But most days, I can get up and be like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's start the day." Oh, so you're one of those people. Oh, the first thing in the morning, oh, I would just, just right cross punch you. In the, in yeah, the, punch me. It right in takes the me 45 minutes, at least two cups of coffee, and a, a heater or two. Before you should even acknowledge my existence. Yeah. I've seen it, folks. I've been there. I wouldn't. There are days that I swear Amy rolls out of bed and she just goes, don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. Do not engage. Do not engage. It's that moment. I can remember when we were back in the bunker. We were back at Jeremy's house and I would have to show up and just wonder what am I walking? Like, is he going to be awake or am I going to have to like do that thing where the door pushes open and I yell up the stairs and nobody says anything. Like, am I going to have to drag him out of his own bed? But I can't do that. Cause I'm not going to like what I find. If I do that, <laughs> Yeah, that's. I was warned of that the first day. Yeah. Was, don't ever do that. Don't like, ever appear at my house unsolicited. You will see the human version of Blue, the mascot of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, we are staking our flags on who's going to win this season in the NFL. We did our AFC predictions in the uh, first half hour of the program. Now it's time to talk about the NFC. Now, who's the number one seed for me? I got the LA Rams. I got the LA Rams as the number one overall seed in the NFC. I think this team is just going to continue to be not unstoppable they'll trip up here and there especially in their own division against san francisco who is a playoff team they are my first wild card team that division was harder for me to pick i really believe in san francisco for some reason i do too i i, because, I don't know why why you say for some reason no because i've always had this thought of like san francisco's just I, I mean they're good they're just not that good and now they've got the quarterback situation with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think there's any drama there. I think everybody knows what the situation is. Mm-hmm. There's going to be, you know, there will be pressure from the fans if Trey's not playing well. But I think it. I, I think the rest of that team is 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 about as talented as there is in the NFC, and they'll be just fine. They all they needed was Jimmy Garoppolo to be a guy which is essentially what he was, Mm -hmm. and they made it to two Super Bowls, or almost got to two Super Bowls. Where I fall in with with San Francisco is how much worse can Trey Lance actually be? Than Jimmy? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that's not a slight at Jimmy. I'm talking about the offense. This offense is predicated on making things simple. Pre-snap motion, tips off the defense, pick and pop. That's all it is. Mm Mm-hmm. It's brilliant in its simplicity. And I look at Trey Lance with his ability to run, being a big-body quarterback. I don't need you to be a 10-year vet. I need you to be a threat because I have a slew of them. Mm -hmm. George Kittle is a threat. Debo Samuel is a threat. Brandon Ayuk, if you believe everything that's come out of that camp, 
is also a threat. Yes, he is. And now you've got Danny Gray that can just eviscerate you deep. The line's good. The defense is fantastic. That was really difficult for me. I'm with you on the Rams. Is the line good enough, though, is my question. Because we have to nitpick when we get to the top of a division. And so whose line do you like better? Do you like LA's the LA Rams line better? San Francisco, not close. Really? San Francisco, not even close. Not even in the ballpark. My biggest drawback on the Rams is the line. Mm Mm-hmm. They, it, I was buying. I was drinking the cola on Logan Bruss. All right, you had him as a first round pick. You got your guy. Great. Well, he's gone now. And if you look at their two deep, you have about eight linemen on this roster, and mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about a solid five of them. Right. Rob look, Havenstein, get it. Yeah. Joe Noteboom, uh, give you the benefit of the doubt. I haven't seen him a lot, but he was good when I have seen him. Other than that, it's a lot of well, you know, it's, it's just whether they make things work. It's just, it's just good. See, that's how I, but that's how I feel about San Francisco outside of the tackles. Outside of McGlinchey and Williams, I go, I don't, I'm not real sure about that interior. Spencer Burford's a dude. Okay. I'm, uh, look, I'm the draft guy. Take my word for it. Take my word for it. Okay. I was all aboard UTSA against uh, uh, Houston last week. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, bangers. Another episode of bangers coming out tomorrow. You. It was very obvious that he was not on that offensive line. It took me about four possessions to go, oh my, he was drastically better than I thought. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fine with San Francisco's line. You also have to add in Kittle because he's the best blocking tight end in the league. Absolutely. I, I can get down with you on that. I, I just, I struggled with that one aggressively. And I weighed it and I thought about it and I considered and I just couldn't do it. I have San Francisco as the five. I have the Rams winning the division. Mm-hmm. So we're in the same boat on that one. Now uh, we're going to disagree on the two. Because I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course you two. do. Not a homer. Hashtag homer. no homer. We, 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 t- we talk about this all the time. And you <laughs> fail to listen on your own team. I, I'm not going to listen. I will believe in Tom until Tom breathes no more. I don't even have you winning your own division. And and that's fine. I you don't even the, have you winning your you own division. You think the Saints are right there? Okay. I do. I think they are exponentially better than you defensively. I think they are going to beat you at least once. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I have seen I have seen Tom Brady play with interior line issues before and it was the worst years of his career. Now he's going to do it at 45 years old. And God forbid anybody else gets hurt. You have three linemen that I trust at all. Mm-hmm. Any one of those goes down, sieve. Yeah. Could be an absolute sieve. Could be. Could be. And I don't buy the defense as much as everybody else does. Uh, the defense is fine. The defensive scheme works to a point. Do they give up chunk plays? Yes, they do. But Well, that's what Todd Bowles still... does. I mean, right. I actually think that's his middle name. Right. I think it's Todd Chunk Plays Bowles. <laughs> that's what they do. They leave the middle of the field wide open way too many times. And I've, a lot of that has to do with the pressure packages that they're sending. They're, you know, they're sending Levante David or they're sending Devin White or they're trying to apply pressure with Antoine Winfield and just leaving things open. It'll happen but you've got the offensive weapons to keep up with everybody. And that's the problem. Now I feel like you have one guy. I, I Jason Pierre-Paul is not the same player that he was eight years ago. I'm well aware of that. 
He's better than Joe Tryon Choyanka, a guy that I saw as an inside linebacker when you drafted him. Mm-hmm. And so you can hype this kid up. He was god-awful in large stretches last year. Now he has to be a guy because nobody behind him. Yeah, There's nothing there. Now you got Carl Nassib. Woo. 4-3 <laughs> guy, first of all. Now you're going to stand him up. I've seen this book. I've read this book before. It right. didn't go well. Right. So I just I have a lot of questions about Tampa Bay. I still have them making the playoffs. They're my six, mm-hmm. but I have New Orleans win this division. Yeah, teams will not be able to run on the Bucks. I I think they'll they continue to be one of the best run defenses in the league. It's going to have to come down to the corners and the and the safeties to make an impact. And there are question marks. I get it, including the mindset of your quarterback. You know, he could it's, be going full tears in his beers. No. He could I'm be sitting say, at some. When have you ever seen it happen? He could be sitting at some beachside bar right now with a with a little beverage in his hand, just crying the blues. We don't know. There's a lot of smoke there, and if his head's not right, and you always accuse me of going three dimensional chess. That's yes. how I look at football, and that's the reason that so, that the majority of the time this works for me, and then I have some catastrophic misses because I go three dimensional chess. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had problems in your own home, you know what t- tends to be the first thing to slip? Your work. Your work. Yeah. And nobody puts more into their work than Tommy Touchdowns does. Exactly. So if the brain's even 85% of what it usually is, you're not a playoff team. Sure. Because explain to me how you're going to make the playoffs without saying Tom Brady's name. Right. You can't do it. Well, no. There you go. You are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Who are our other division winners? We'll get to the rest of the NFC up next. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
the sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Planting the flags for the start of the NFL season. We got Thursday night football tonight on Amazon. By the way, that's going to be a new uh, little wrinkle into your weekly schedule. Checking it out on Amazon, L.A. Rams and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I've also got to – I would be remiss if I didn't do this. Big ups to Pat Mack, fellow oh, West Virginia Mountaineer. Is he ever on not game work? day? Let's go, baby! Does he ever not work? Is my question. He is the hardest working man in in all of radio. I mean, he's doing wrestling. He's doing. Well, he's the- taking a break from uh, from SmackDown. Oh, is he? He's taking a break from SmackDown to do College Game Day. And I'm gonna be really honest. I haven't watched Game Day for more than a handful of minutes in the last three years. You will watch. It I every, love Lee Corso. Every morning you'll be up with your cup of coffee. Now. No doubt, no doubt. Putting all my wagers down. Let's go. Oh my god! You knew I was getting that he in today. So in love. You, oh, He's so in love with Pat Mack. Well, here's the thing: we we just barely missed each other, being best friends, and now uh, it's it's destined to be a thing. All right, Jeremy and I both have the L.A. Rams to win the West this year in the NFC. Over in the South. He's got the he he's got the Saints. I've got my Bucks. Of course he does. Well, of course I do. Homer. No, no. Are are you actually trying to defend your Homerism? Uh, yes. Uh, chat. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. But but Jameis Winston. That's all I need. It's okay. But but that defense. I mean, I get it. The defense is the defense is really good, really good. Not so sure about the, all the corners, but okay, they'll be fine. With they'll Tyron fine. Matthew, I feel just they'll fine. be fine. I mean, the, the safeties will be great. You got Honey Badger and Mister DUI, and then yeah, what? Marcus May. Stop <laughs> driving cars. All right, just do us all a, a Marcus favor. May just getting DUIs and not telling anybody and then pulling guns out in traffic and I mean he could eventually I mean this this could very well be Kansas City Chiefs safeties 2.0 cuz I mean he gets uh in trouble again you're looking at Dar- uh, Daniel Sorensen. Yay. And then Paulson Adebo. I like Paulson Adebo. Is he a dude? I like Paulson Adebo. Okay. Just saying, it's some, there's some question marks for me in the secondary, but there's not much. I no. like the Saints. They're 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 my sixth seed. Yeah, they're my three seed. Your three seed. Uh, the NFC North. It's Green Bay. It's not close. End of story. I I don't know about it's not close. I got win, I got them winning the division by a full three games. I. I don't, I'm not far off of that. Okay. I mean, I, do you think the Minnesota Vikings are going to be able to threaten? I think the Minnesota's Green Bay good. Packers? I think Minnesota's good. I think you're going to learn a lot from this weekend. That will be one of the games I am most interested to see how Asheville Police Chief David Zach picks in his return for Beat the Chief right here on this program this time tomorrow. Uh, yeah, he will be joining us at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon to play. The newest version of Beat the Chief. Oh, we've, we've got to talk about that fire suit he wore at his wedding. Oh, that was great. Fire. The blue suit. Fire. Yeah. With Go Bills on the uh, cuffs. Now, so you may be surprised here, but I do have the Minnesota Vikings making the playoffs. They're my seven. 
but I do have them making the playoffs. Uh, secret time? So do I. You do I too. have the Minnesota Vikings making the playoffs as well. Okay. And really, it's close. And, and I'll be honest with you, when I broke this down, I'm going to have to say something because we're in a Panthers market. So, all right, I'm I'm going to have to – I'm not unwinding. I'm not backpedaling. I'm just – now that I have looked at it, it is not as insane that the Carolina Panthers make the playoffs as we have possibly made it out to be. Okay. Because they were my eight. Really? They were my eight. Wow. And they missed the playoffs by one game. They were not even close to making the playoffs. They were my eight. So I have I have officially doubled down from where I started. They were my eight. You the NFC going. is brutally bad. What, nine and eight? I had him at nine and eight, yeah. Wow. I had him at nine and eight. Yeah. And Minnesota was not. So I actually shouldn't have said that way. They missed it by the tiebreaker with Minnesota because they were tied with them. Mm-hmm. And the, the Detroit Lions were one game behind the two of them. And then there was a chasm to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. How about them Cowboys? Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, I didn't have the Cowboys winning the division. I had the Dallas I Cowboys winning Cowboys. six games. I didn't have the Cowboys winning, I mean, making the playoffs. I have the Dallas Cowboys winning six games. No, I got them at eight and nine. I got them at eight and nine, and part of me feels like I might be a little generous. But I figured <laughs> the there's, generous I figured there's no way that they're going to be that bad. This is still a good offense. Oh, I think it's a disaster. Why? Unmitigated. I, I am lower on the Dallas Cowboys today, the kickoff sun, or the kickoff Thursday, than I have been all offseason long. Why? Why not? What exactly do they do well that I'm going, yeah, the offensive line? Uh, Dak Prescott. You Dak Prescott real well. Uh-huh. And he will be running for his life. Seacrest out. He does Dak Prescott real well. I feel like they will be able to, uh, you know, they lost Amari Cooper, yes, but C.D. Lamb, I think, is going to have a monster year this year. In triple coverage. Michael Gallup will be back in two weeks, so they'll have another receiver. And then? Tony Pollard is going to play more as a wide receiver than you think. Oh, yeah, that always works so well. The history of, we're going to use our running back in the slot. That has gone epically badly the vast majority of the time how many of those guys were actual slot receivers though how many is is tony pollard an actual slot receiver i mean he was in college uh, oh there's a lot of guys that were in college so was demetric felton is that making you feel does that make you feel warm and fuzzy (laughs) okay i didn't think so i think there's a little bit of a difference between the two of them but okay i mean look i like tony pollard i just i don't think i think you could have jim brown and barry sanders and you would struggle around run by that offensive line and you have nothing to take the the pressure off of you because it's Ceedee Lamb and a bunch of dudes. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles win the division. Yes, comfortably. I actually don't even have Dallas second. I have the Washington Commanders second by a full game. That's crazy, insane to me. I just i I don't see Washington as a contender for anything. And low key, watch out for Sam Howell. Had some discussions over the course of the week. Okay. Won't be shocked if that is the 2023 starter of the Washington Commanders. Okay. All right. So, do we have a playoff team different? No. No. We All of them. Yeah, all, they're all the all, same. We, we have the same, have the same 14 teams. teams. Just a little bit of different order in how we think things are going to shake out. You are in the sportsocracy here on the ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Jones Angel, the voice in the North Carolina Tar Heels, joins us next. 
He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Don't forget to go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Subscribe to the channel and don't forget to click on that link for the battle for the belt in the description of the YouTube video. You can also find the link on all of our social medias. You want to be Beer City's best fantasy football player. Enter today. And uh, don't forget uh, the $20 donation to Eblen Charity St. Nicholas Project to get you in. And if you win our season-long DFS contest, we got a championship custom-made sportsocracy belt. We also have a prize pack worth over $1,000 for the winner of it all. Yes, Jeremy says that he is going to keep the belt and give the prize pack up if he if he goes. I'm, i got to ask Jones Angel, voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, joining us here in the sportsocracy. Jones, is, is that right? Do you think that Jeremy should be able to keep the belt if he wins it? Uh, I think in the rule you gotta to to be the man you gotta beat the man right so there that's the go. only way you can get the that's the only way you can get the belt as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> He's giving the woo in the background. He likes it. He likes it. Uh, yeah, yeah. To be the man you gotta beat the man. So uh, anyhow, uh, speaking of uh, to be the man, I believe in football you gotta play some defense. That's the one major takeaway that I have of this start for the North Carolina Tar Heels is where are we going to be able to find the defense to shut down some of these teams? Last week was amazing back-and-forth battle. Well, I mean, it was a lot forward and then a lot back in the fourth quarter against Appalachian State. That 63-61 game, do you have uh, – I'm surprised you have a voice left. Yeah, what a what a wild game. And, and I, there are a couple things about it. You know, number one, I just thought it was so strange – how there were, it was almost like it was three games within that game. It, you had the start where Appalachian came out hot and not, you know, that was to be expected and they had a bunch of emotion and, uh, you know, the, the stadium was, was loud and, and they played well. Uh, first three possessions, they scored a touchdown on each, on each drive and Carolina found itself down 21-7 early in the second quarter. But then, you know, Tank, I thought Carolina played great in all phases in, in the second and third quarters. They outscored Appalachian 34 to nothing in that stretch. And, I mean, that's pretty dominant football there over yep. a stretch of two quarters. But then all of a sudden, you know, you get to the early fourth quarter and, and all heck just breaks loose. And, you know, neither team could really stop the other. Uh, Carolina was making silly penalties to extend drives. Um, that there were just some questionable decisions. Uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was just a madhouse and, you know, more than 60 combined points, almost 500 yards between the two teams. And it was just like everybody forgot what they were doing defensively. Um, I think for Carolina, the, the real frustrating part is that you did see quality play defensively. Uh, for that second and third quarter. And, and the Tarnals, you know, did a bunch of good things. They got a turnover, forced a couple punts. You know, had a turnover on downs. Um, got some decent pressure on the quarterback. Okay, not great, but uh, okay. 
um, and and stop the run better, and then all of a sudden all that went away. And and so to see that quick change in such a short amount of time, plus the penalties on top of that, you know, that's all stuff Carolina's been working hard to to get rid of. And so I, I think that's what was so disappointing is that you saw what it could be, but then they they reverted back to a lot of the problems that they had last year. Now I, I do think they reverted back kind of to the extreme, right? I mean, you can't anticipate that that kind of thing's going to happen consistently. And I do think some of those penalties, while Carolina didn't agree with them ultimately and, and sent several of them into the conference office, um, those penalties extended drives and made it probably seem a little worse than it was. Um, but credit to Carolina's offense for being great from the, from the very beginning and, and scoring enough to win this game. But that can't that that's not going to be sustainable. That that may happen every now and then, but it won't happen week in and week out. Now I still feel like this offense is going to be one of the, I, I mean one of the most terrifying in the country. I mean you were playing without Josh Downs, and I you know you can say what you want to about Appalachian State and their lack of defense or whatever. Um, I have heard it all from Tar Heel fans this week of, yeah, we'll see what happens when we play real teams. But I think even if you get a tough defense, this team's still going to be able to put up points. It's the question of can you stop them on the other end. So what has Gene Chizik had to say about the performance against Appalachian and even going back to Florida A&M after you saw how they got shut down by Jackson State? Yeah, I don't think anybody's been happy uh, with, again, it's it's been more that it hasn't been four quarters. I, I think you have seen some good moments, even in that, you know, Florida A&M game after the start. You know, Carolina was pretty good defensively after that. I, I do think there's some explanations to it in for some of it. Like, you know, both teams, it was their first game. Both teams had new offensive coordinators. So I think that, especially the beginning of that App State game, along with the emotion, yeah, some of that can be uh, relatively explained in addition to the Tarios didn't play well enough. But the the end of that app stake in that fourth quarter, there, there's really no explanation other than it just wasn't good enough uh, for Carolina. And so I, to me, Tank, it's a couple different things. One, Carolina has to figure out a way to get more pressure on the quarterback. And, and Gene Chizik has always been has been a four rush guy he, he doesn't want to bring a whole lot of extra pressure and, and you and I talked a couple of weeks ago I really thought this defensive front for Carolina would be a strength but right now they're just not getting enough uh, enough disruption it doesn't have to be a sack every time but just to make the quarterback speed up a little bit just get him off his uh, off his delivery point some and it just doesn't feel like Carolina's done a good enough job in that area to disrupt the opposing quarterback frequently enough. Um, when you mix that in with some breakdowns in the secondary, which just shouldn't happen, you know, the, you're looking at some experienced guys back there um, for the most part, uh, that combination is, is a bad combination. And so to me, it comes down to better communication and fewer breakdowns on the back end and more pressure up front. Those are very and, and those are cornerstones of good defense, right? And, and so the the Tar Heels just they've got to get better in, in those two areas, and they're aware of that. Um, that they've got to get better in those areas to have a chance to improve. I, I I the talent level is too high, particularly up front, 
uh, for Carolina to not have better results. And so I, I would expect that to improve as this year moves along. So tell us what the, what is the story right now with Josh Downs? Yeah, so Downs continuing to be evaluated uh, day-to-day. Uh, you know, it is not expected to be a long-term problem uh, for Josh Downs, just a little bit of stiffness in, in uh, uh, a lower body region in the knee area. And he, But he's okay. Uh, I think Carolina is being very careful with him. I think that it is a legitimate – it wasn't like they were protecting him last week. He legitimately uh, felt like he could not be effective, and, and the doctors agreed. And so it's just something where Carolina will continue to monitor his progress. And, in fact, the Tar Heels announced that in addition to Downs, you know, Caleb Hood and Spencer Rollin, the offensive lineman, you know, all three of those guys would be evaluated throughout this week and could be as late as game-time decisions coming up on Saturday before the matchup with Georgia State. Yeah, I think two other things to that, especially with Downs, obviously Carolina is going to be careful with Josh Downs because he is an excellent player and, um, you don't want to needlessly push him out there faster uh, than than is prudent. And then also, what a great luxury to be able to have Kobe Pesor, who had never started a game for Carolina before last week, and he steps out there and has eight catches on eight targets. He had nine, better than 90 yards and a touchdown and, and had several key catches that extended drives on third downs. And I think that's one of the exciting parts about this Tar Heel offense is that there are so many options, and that was such a problem last year that if Downs wasn't open or Ty Chandler wasn't getting a lot of rushing yards, then the, the Tar Heels struggled to find offense other than Sam Howell running for his life. And so this year, you know, you've seen already through two games multiple guys getting involved tight ends, receivers, running backs, the ground game's been effective, uh, the short passing game, deeper passing game. You've seen all facets of it be successful for Carolina. It won't be that easy every single week, but it, it's, it is encouraging to see that all of those options are there for the Tar Heels to explore. Yeah, I would think if there's any question about Josh and his health moving forward or whether playing in this game this week may be uh may not be the best thing for him maybe just let it go um, you know keep him on the sideline continue without him i mean it's you're going to georgia state a team that you expect to beat you got the bye week after that you obviously want to make sure that he's healthy for the stretch run yeah i don't think carolina is going to do anything uh too aggressive but also Josh down's a competitor and and in fact you know i was talking to coach brown uh last week before before the appalachian game and he said you know josh is tough as nails and he said if he doesn't feel like he can go then he's legitimately you know it, it's a it, it's something that's bothering him if he feels that way and so i don't think there's any questioning josh downs's toughness or or his willingness to be out on the field but at the same time you want to make sure that you're not putting him in a situation that can be detrimental if you if it's needless and so if Josh Downs is 100 percent or close to it then he'll play and if he isn't then uh, Carolina will hold on to him and and they'll reassess again in a couple of weeks well Georgia State gets back-to-back Carolina games they played South Carolina last week now they get the Tar Heels and South Carolina struggled with them. Some people had higher hopes than others about South Carolina this year, and we'll take away that, oh, maybe Georgia State is uh, you know, not one to be trifled with. I know that Mac Brown and company will not be uh, taking them lightly after uh, the defensive performances that they've had in the first couple of weeks. But 
um, I guess, lay it out for us. What does Georgia State bring to the table? Well, first of all, they're, they're just a really solid program, just physical, tough. I mean, they, they run the ball. In fact, they ran it for 200 yards against South Carolina, and South Carolina rushed for 76 yards. And so, I mean, they, they controlled that line of scrimmage. I, and watching some of that game, you know, Georgia State was not, uh, was not overmatched in that game. They, their big breakdown came on special teams. You know, they had two punts blocked that were both returned for touchdowns. And that's a 35-14 game where South Carolina scored two touchdowns after punt block. So that, that should tell you that it was a closer game. Uh, not that, of course, we understand the, the value of special teams, but just when it was straight offense versus defense, that game was, was pretty darn competitive. And, and Georgia State is an older team, uh, not quite as experienced as Appalachian. They don't have quite as many guys that are using that extra year of eligibility uh, due to the COVID season, but they still have several fifth- and sixth-year players that are heavily involved that are using that extra year. Um, and, you know, I think, Tank, also, if your only point of reference, if you're a Tario fan, is Georgia State from last year, when Carolina uh, blew their doors off in Chapel Hill, it was 59-17 was the final score. Now, I don't think that's a great representation. One, they were dealing with some being down a little bit of personnel due to COVID issues at that point in time. But also, you know, from that point forward, Georgia State finished the season the rest of the year. They were 0-2 at that point. They went 8-3 and the rest of the season. They led Auburn at Auburn in the fourth quarter last year, won a bowl game last season, you mentioned the, the tight game, and we've talked about the tight game with South Carolina. They led that game in the third quarter last week. Uh, they beat Tennessee a couple seasons ago. So this is a team that is not going to be in any way overwhelmed by the Tar Heels. Um, they play good defense. They run the football, and they are just a really sound team. And so Carolina is going to need – I think Carolina is the better team. I think the Tar Heels have more talent. I think uh, they are more explosive offensively. But Carolina has to go and, and play uh, to have a chance to win. You mentioned, I think, at one point the weather. You know, it might, it's, it's predicted right now to be nasty, just rainy, um, not necessarily threatening, but just wet. And, and that can always uh, uh, kind of muck things up a little bit as well. And so I'll be interested to see uh, how that plays out. But, but Carolina's going to have to play to have a chance to win for sure georgia state was able to bring a lot of pressure against south carolina last week i mean they had uh, multiple hurries uh, i think they sacked uh, spencer rattler like three times it was uh, they were they were in the backfield a lot so this could you know this could be another i don't know step up in the uh, challenge for the offensive line yeah and i think carolina's offensive line has responded pretty well uh you know appalachian was able to get three sacks last week i think all three of them if i remember correctly were in the first half so they had a little bit of juice behind them and got a couple of big plays defensively in that first half but you know for the most part i think carolina's offensive line has done a decent job they need to shore up the right side a little bit that's still been a, a little hit and miss compared to the uh, left side which i think has been more solid to this point um, but I also think, you know, one of the things that's made Drake May so impressive thus far, Tank, is that he has done a good job even when pressured. And he's used his legs to extend plays in a positive way. Uh, he, you know, one of the biggest plays of the game last week was when the game was tied at 49 and Appalachian, which at that point, 
late in the game had just decided to blitz every play because they didn't think they could stop Carolina uh, without pressuring them into some kind of mistake. And so they brought the house, and Drake May knew he was going to get hit. He took a big hit but delivered a perfect ball to D.J. Jones uh, just a couple yards past the line of scrimmage. And once D.J. Jones caught it, App had sold out so hard on the blitz that he, you know, there was nobody there for 42 yards and, and a big touchdown late. And so you know, Drake May has proven, uh, I think, well beyond his years as a redshirt freshman that he's done a great job handling some pressure, and he may have to this weekend because Georgia State is a very aggressive defense. Well, the Tar Heels have a flawless record right now. Uh, the games may not have been flawless per se, and probably by a big stretch in some uh, some people's estimation. But two and zero going into the Georgia State game, it's uh, it's all coming up right here on ESPN Asheville. Jones will hear you and the crew this weekend down in Atlanta. How did how did that happen? By the way, how does a team like North Carolina end up going to Georgia State? Yeah, you know, it's the second straight week with one of these really unusual road games for Carolina. Uh, this is a two-for-one deal that signed, Carolina signed with Georgia State. Uh, so two games in Keenan, one in, in Atlanta. So there will be one more return game for Georgia State uh, in the future. And I'm not sure when that game is, but it's sometime in the next couple of seasons. Um, I think it's two things, uh, Tank. One, this game was scheduled when Larry Fedora was still the head coach, Coach Fedora, uh, really valued getting into Georgia in recruiting. And so I do think that was a little bit of a, a carrot uh, for this series because uh, to get Carolina, of course, Tar Heels go there to see Georgia Tech as well, but wanted to get down there um, into the state of Georgia. But I think even more uh, of a factor, and it is going to continue to be a factor, is the finances of it. Because instead of paying a huge guarantee to a team, to come play you at your place for a one-off game. If you do a two-for-one, then you're not paying them anything. And right now, when there is a pretty big chasm between the amount of money that is going per season to, for example, SEC or Big Ten teams versus an ACC team due to those television rights, um, you know, like Alabama, for example, paid Utah State $1.9 million to come play in a game. One game, $1.9 million. Wow. Well, when, when you're getting that much more money from a TV contract, then you can spend that money, whereas it might not be as smart to spend that money for some other teams. And so I think you've seen a lot of ACC teams. You know, Virginia Tech signed that, in my opinion, crazy 10-year deal with Old Dominion uh, that I believe is five and five as far as five in Blacksburg, five in Norfolk. NC State was just at East Carolina. So you see that a little bit more, I think, in the ACC due to multiple factors. But as with most things, finances is certainly a big part of it. Jones Angel, voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, always joins us for Tar Heel time here on Thursday afternoons on ESPN. Asheville kickoff of the game on Saturday at noon be here on espn Asheville jones always great to catch up with you and we will uh i guess we'll take a week off next week since we got the bye week yeah that's fine we can uh we can we can talk about it offline tank and figure it out uh i i do want to say this just real quickly uh our coverage this weekend we're excited brian simmons our normal analyst is back he wasn't with us last week but brian will be with us the rest of the year and and he'll be back and also uh jeff saturday uh is going to be in the booth with us 
uh, this week and the Notre Dame game. Uh, Jeff's been a part of our pregame show for a long time. Of course, a great Tar Heel offensive lineman. Played with the Colts forever. You see him on ESPN all the time. And Jeff's going to be in the booth with us as well. So we'll have a three-man booth uh, for this game and the Notre Dame game. And uh, really excited with working with those guys. When you're talking, I mean, you want experts. We got one on uh, both sides of the ball there uh, on offense and defense. So really looking forward to, to that aspect of the broadcast coming up on Saturday. No doubt. Love to hear Jeff Saturday's opinions on uh, on the makeup of this uh, offensive line and how it uh, how it can improve throughout the season. All right, Jones, we will touch base with you uh, maybe next week. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Thanks, Hank. Great to talk with you. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Attention, it's time for the morning announcements. Make sure your parents are aware of the Ingalls Tools for Schools program and ask them to link their Ingalls Advantage card to our school. Remember, you have to do it each year. Now please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. If you want to get in on the battle for the belt, you want to win that $1,000 plus prize pack, you want to win the custom championship Beer City's best fantasy football player belt, you got to get in now. I I love the way Jones Angel said that. To be the man, you got to beat the man. That's right. Uh, you know, I was I was hoping he was going to go on my side on that one, but uh, okay. I mean, you can't keep the belt. Oh, I it absolutely 100% can. If I beat all of you, totally in. And that will just be the coronation of a new character for me. Uh, Brian Haynes and I came up with this uh, uh, during the Uncensored Morning Show yesterday. Okay. Hick Flair. Hick Flair. Hick Flair. This is uh, pickup truck this is along riding the same lines of the uh, Earl Dan Hart that we've never yep. seen. Pickup truck riding, trailer park sitting, woo! Dollar General shopping, Dollar General. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, Hick Flair will be born. Please, somebody else win this damn belt. Oh, please, it, uh, insufferable. It, I mean, understand. You want a reason to get in? Insufferable. You not only do you get the chance to win the belt. And the prize pack, you got bragging rights over Jeremy. And you're helping out a good cause. $20 donation gets you in. The link is in the description of the video on YouTube, thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel while you're there. You can also find the link on all of our social medias. We've been pubbing this thing out like crazy. We want as many people to be involved as possible. $20 donation to Eblen Charity St. Nicholas Project. We want to raise as much money as we can. And I will be live tweeting tonight. So if you're in the contest, you've missed an email, whatever the case may be. If you want in the contest, 
Hit me up on Twitter, at ESPN Draft Nerd. You can also send messages to the Facebook. Those just take a little longer to respond to. So COB tomorrow, close of business tomorrow, is when we're cutting this off. Correct. Okay. Unless I push it again. <laughs> Which you can do. Names on the door. Names on the do door. What you want. Hey, you know what? If people keep signing up, I look, I'm going to keep taking charity donations until people stop giving them. The, the the soft deadline is tomorrow, but if somebody shows up Saturday and goes, hey, I got, I got this your money, and I want to give it to a charity, I'm probably not going to tell you no. Yeah, okay. All right, so just get in before the games start because you don't want to be a week behind on the no. DFS game. No. It's DFS. It's fun. It's very, it's very cheap entertainment. It's for a good cause, and we'll be talking about this all season long. Yes. Leaderboard will be live on Tuesday. So if you're in the top 10, you'll be mentioned right here on this here program. Indeed. It's it's as easy as that. Well, I mean, at least nine of you, because I feel very sure I'm going to be there. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville again. I'm going to say it. Please, somebody else win this thing. <laughs> when we come back from the break, we will get weird. Plus, we'll look at some of the college football matchups of the weekend. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. I have told you for a long time, it always baffles me how people spend their money. Look, if you've got way more money than you need, spending it on frivolous things, I guess there could be worse things to do with your money, like doing crimes. We'll, we'll talk about crimes coming up in the next hour. I have a very weird crime. Don't too. do crimes. Uh, Jeremy and I, we were just having this discussion before the show. Like, I'm a collector of things. Like, memorabilia things I really like signed balls and signed uh magazines and things like that i'm just a collector of things jeremy you've got your own autograph collection but it's all helmets and stuff like yeah that. mine's not like hey look i have a newspaper from 1978 awesome, awesome. Uh, have you used it in the last six months then throw it away then throw it away yeah uh they sit in a uh in a, in a bin in my garage just waiting for the day for me to go, hey, I'm just curious. I want to look back on the 2005 ACC basketball handbook for some reason. They have computers for that. <laughs> uh, but this is this goes a little beyond. There is a one-of-a-kind baseball memorabilia item that is now up for auction. SCP Auctions currently has a $10,000 bid, and the bidding closes tomorrow. So if you want to get in on it, it's a one-of-a-kind item. It's Ty Cobb's false teeth. Why would you want that? I have absolutely no idea. What in the world would you want with his false teeth? And, then, and you know, it's not even like full plates. 
Like he's got like three of the bottom front teeth and then all of the molars on the top. And why? It comes with like the original mold on like a brass fixture to open them. Did, did he sign them? No. Then I'm sick, Chris. They're not signed. They're not signed at all. A missed opportunity, but uh, these were held on to by his biographer, Al Stump, for years. And then they sold at auction back in 2001. They were on loan to the uh, Hall of Fame at one point. So there is only one pair of this. It's weird how uh, there's only one of these. There's about 50 of the baseball cards. And the baseball cards sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's because one of them's not gross. I was going to say, shockingly, nobody wants his nasty old dentures. Yep, $10,000 bid currently, the high bid. And you could have it if you want to spend more than that. Bidding closes with SCP auctions tomorrow gross uh my story has nothing to do with gross things but it may be a medical miracle my story is about 37 year old ryan marlowe from right here in north carolina he has been legally declared dead twice in the last two weeks twice he contracted the foodborne bacterial illness listeria last month yeah and fell into a coma well on august 27th he was declared legally brain dead and his wife megan was Preparing to harvest his organs for donation. Mm -hmm. Well, they ran a couple tests. Maybe not quite. Brain activity, but unlikely that he'll wake up. Okay. So they prepare again for for the morning of August 30th. Only this time, family members came in and showed him videos of his family and his feet moved. Uh oh. And they went, nope, that's not supposed to happen. So they ran tests again. And then what can only be described as a medical miracle, now he has brain activity. Wow. Doctors do not believe he will wake up. They also do not believe he would get this far. So, T's and P's, unbelievable story, the more I read this, of he has literally been scheduled to be pulled off of life support two times. Both times. Not yet. That's a dude fighting for something. 100%. It's a dude fighting for something, and you know what? In this life, that sometimes that's all you can ask. This weekend in college football, um, well, I mean, look, there are some good games this weekend. There are going to be some fun games to watch this weekend. Bangers. It, I think it should tell you everything you need to know about the slate of the weekend, though, when there is going to be but one destination for all of the pregame shows. They can't even come up with a different, you know, a, a different venue to go. Well, it's not that they couldn't; it's that you one hundred percent shouldn't. Well, I, I give you several destinations if you're just looking for somewhere else to go, like College Station. College Station is looking like a formidable place. Appalachian State and Texas A and M. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee wouldn't be a bad one. Baylor, BYU. That could be another good one. If you're new to the program, every time uh, Jeremy rings a bell, a banger is born. <laughs> those are, yeah, th- those are the best options other than the game of the week. But everybody is going to have their eyes on Austin, Texas, where the number one Alabama Crimson Tide will go down to take on the Texas Longhorns. Do you think that this game is close? Depends on your definition of close. Within three scores. 
look, Alabama has not been at least this combination of Alabama Crimson Tide players has not been great at covering big numbers on the road. True. Do I think Texas has a snowball's chance in Atlanta winning this game? No, I do not. Do I think they have a chance to make it really interesting? That I do. Okay. I've said for three days now, the line does not make any sense to me. If you're telling me that you think Oregon is better than Texas, first of all, idiot. Second of all, uh, did you not see what happened to Oregon? I I just, I, I can't. I can't for the life of me figure out how a team on the road, and that's what I was referring to with what I just said. Right. If you're telling me that Oregon on the road is a lesser dog than Texas at home, either you believe way too much in Alabama. That's my national champion, so I get it. Right. But something there doesn't make any sense. And so if you overcorrected, maybe – but 20 is a huge number early in college football seasons. It is. It, it is, is a huge number. It is. But you also have to look at the two teams. I mean, do we not think that Alabama is vastly better, more talented than Georgia? Than Texas? Well, it, and that's that's where I'm referring to idiot. When you get into I'm talking about from a gambling standpoint. Right. This is the you you have to treat everything as though it's Apples to apples, oranges to oranges. You can't just... I'm trying to explain this without getting into super nerdy gambling terms. You have to follow what Vegas does. There's no doubt Texas is not winning this game. I don't think even the most diehard hook'em horns, longhorn, could possibly think you're going to go in and beat this team. So for me, that's not what's interesting. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is can you cover the number? And the number doesn't make any sense. It doesn't follow any trajectory, point of comparison. If you want to know what a 20-point line legitimately looks like, Ohio, who may be the worst team in all of Group of Five football, is a 25-and-a-half-point dog at Penn State. That doesn't make any sense to me. Right. That number doesn't play. The line shouldn't be that close, is what you're saying. I would say that line is probably a little low, but I'm looking at giving 20 just, that's too much. I think this game stays within the number. Maybe a backdoor Alabama cover at the end, where Texas has been on the right side of this the entire game. They're going to be able to score points. I mean, at the end of the day, Texas is going to score. Mm-hmm. Quinn Ewers is a good quarterback mm-hmm. and has a lot to prove and does not have a lot of games to prove it. So I think it's a better game than a lot of other people do. I don't know that it'll be – no, I do. I do. I think it'll be a massive blowout. I I think I'm right there with you on the line. Maybe the line should not be there, but – I mean, honestly, I look at these two teams and go, I mean, this is this is 21 points. It's a 21-point Alabama win. See, and that's I guess that's where I'm the gambler and you're not. You're right. 21 points is reserved for, oh, I don't know. Let's go UConn going to anybody. That's a 21-point line. I wouldn't give tw- – there's not a team in America that I would give 21 points with Texas. Mm-hmm. They're too talented. 
They've recruited well. They're coached well. And this just screams to me, you're trying to get people to bite on the Alabama side. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's a bit of a trap. I think it's a bit of a trap. But it's also Nick Saban going up against one of his employees, and we know how that tends to go. Until it doesn't. Of course. Uh, one of them Kirby just Smart. beat him last yeah, year. Kirby Smart. Actually, two of them beat him last year. Yep, Jimbo Fisher beat him as well. So, And I hate stats like that. Well, Nick against his assistants. Let's take a real hard look at who those assistants were, and then maybe we can talk about that. Yeah, it was Kirby for a few years. Mm-hmm. It was Jimbo Fisher one time at Florida State with no quarterback because the quarterback got hurt in the third quarter of a game that they had hung in pretty close. Right. So, I mean, you can make numbers say anything you want them to. You brought some insane stat to me about teams that had scored four points or less oh and had gosh. less than 160 yards were like seven in a billion. Yeah, I'll not even not even repeat it because it's the biggest waste of time. You can but make yeah, stats I, say whatever you want they, to. They, they're saying Iowa's going to lose this week. I have a pick on that game. Okay. Can't tell you which side it is. Have to hang out for bangers tomorrow. Old meat hands over there with the bell. You gotta well, my make bell, it sing, man. I, I'm not going to lie. My bell has gotten a little dilapidated. The Kevin uh, Vick Memorial Bell here has been it, it has been rung so many times that now if you're watching on the YouTube stream, you can see it's it's a little dilapidated. Oh, it's a little lopsided. Yeah, man. it's. Uh, I guess the my, my my big meat hooves have hit it too many times, <laughs> and I guess I need to set it on the other side and then aggressively. Right. Hit that side. Right, right. Alabama taking on Texas. That is the game of the week. We'll talk more college football uh, coming up later on in the program here. But first, it's uh, time for something to chew on with our good friend Caleb Peak. Brought to you by Ingles Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. It's Beasley in motion. They fake it to him. Pocket collapse. Flip over the top. Caught. Touchdown. Reese White in on the receiving act this time, and he's in for six, and the shot of clears are back in front. What a week one of college football it was. We had missed extra points, blocked extra points, missed game-winning field goals, botched two-point conversions, a clear and obvious targeting call, and a not-so-obvious game-losing incompletion on Thursday night. And on top of all that, we had a primetime battle between the only two FBS programs in the nation to make an offer on Grayson McCall coming out of high school, which turned out to be everything we thought it would be. This is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. I'm Caleb Peak, and today I'd like to welcome a very special guest. He's a good friend, a great broadcaster, and the newly appointed television voice of the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. His name is Kyle Rush, and man, I appreciate you taking the time to give me a call. How's everything down in Conway? I, I bet you haven't slept much since Saturday night. Well, no, well, since Saturday we've been able to take a little bit of a breather, which has been kind of nice, but it's still hot and humid, and we don't quite have the crisp mountain air yet. Well, it was certainly a, a raucous atmosphere at Brook Stadium on Saturday night. 21,000 seats available, and there were butts in every last one of them. Came all the way down to the wire, a 38-28 victory for Coastal Carolina over Army, so high atop your perch at Brooks Stadium. What did you learn about this program? Well, I think I think the biggest shock uh, to a lot of people was how good the offensive line was and how physical they were against a very physical football team in Army. I mean, their front seven is really, really good. Um, but Coastal Carolina is replacing three people on the offensive line this year. They lost three starters from a year ago, and one of the two they have is playing a completely different position. 
than he did a year ago. But, I mean, really, they controlled the football game for 60 minutes. Um, and it's easy with a quarterback like Grayson McCall to say that's where the offense starts. But if if you follow Jamie Chadwell, that, that's not really what he wants to do. He wants to run it first. Um, now, a lot of his quarterbacks can do that, and Grayson certainly fits that bill. But, I mean, you're looking – Reese White had 130 yards on the ground, and they and Beasley almost had 100 in his own right. They played Army's game to to a T almost. There's a lot of ball control offense, multiple drives, five minutes that resulted in a touchdown. To me, the thing that stood out was how good and how impressive the offensive line was. So much of the conversation coming into this Week One matchup was, of course, around Grayson McCall and over the offseason whether or not he would transfer. You're watching College Game Day early on Saturday. They're talking about this matchup and. and and Kirk Herbstreet, Lee Corso, and the guys are just in awe that, that Grayson McCall is still a Chanticleer. Well, so much of that has to do with Jamie Chadwell and the coaching staff and their decisions to stay after having two standout breakout years of the, uh, in 2020 and 2021. But Grayson McCall showed up and showed out on Saturday. 12 of 17, passing 174 yards, a trifecta of touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 214.8. I mean, this guy... Obviously, Chanticleer Nation is lucky to have this dude. I mean, it's it's really remarkable, and you, you get to talking to Grayson in the offseason. Certainly, Coach Chadwell's part of it, but a lot of it was it, it's really old school in the way he said, look, Coastal Carolina is one of the schools that believed in me first. Um, they always thought I could play at this level, so I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stay with them and stay committed to them and accomplish what they've set out to accomplish. They felt, I don't want to say robbed in a way, but the 2020 season without uh, having a Sunbelt championship game, if you will, as good as that team was, um, hosted a college game day that year, um, beat BYU. Everyone thought that was the team that, okay, they could win an outright Sunbelt championship and, you know, without the conference championship game. He, he wants to get not only in one of those, but he wants to win one of those. That was a big part of it. But, I mean, he's the model of efficiency. He doesn't, he doesn't, it never looks like he's pushing too much. I mean, so if he can maintain this, you got to think he's well on his way to being a, a middle of the first round draft pick in 2023. I mean, I would think so. I mean, especially when you consider some of the weapons he lost. Uh, Isaiah Likely is now in the NFL with the Ravens as number one target from a year ago, the tight end that Coastal used him out in the slot a lot. Um, but, I mean, he had their last preseason game. He went over 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. I mean, he's going to do well in Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens just seem to breed tight ends, so it's a perfect fit for him. But you consider he lost his top two targets, and he comes back week one against the really good Army team. And a lot of the talk about Reese White, and he certainly was good on the ground, but Braden Bennett, their best running back, didn't even play because he, he's still dealing with a little bit of an injury. So they sat him out, and without that, I mean, he misses first two passes, then goes on a run where he hits seven in a row. And it, it's just it's so efficient, and it's so smooth, and it's it's really fun to watch. Kyle, before we let you go, I got I to gotta know. You've climbed the rankings now. We used to broadcast together when we you – know, I was still a student at Western Carolina. Mm-hmm. You were working for the video operations staff down there. We have spent time in the same booth together. And now to see you – on the national stage, my friend, this is this was your first major FBS football call. What's going through your mind, and how are you able to to keep yourself focused and keep your nerves in check? Well, I, I tell you, it, it's funny because, and you'll understand this. 
but the world of pre-recorded opens can help with that. <laughs> um, to, to use a to use a golf reference, if you will, it gives you a few breakfast balls off the first tee. That's true. <laughs> if you need it, so. But we it, that helps a little bit. But in, in all reality, the main focus um, that I had coming into something like that is, you know, you mentioned it. You know, I've done games before. Yes, it's it's a bigger scale. Yes, it's a higher level at the FBS level with a sold out crowd, all that stuff. But it's a game. Al Michaels came up with a quote that said, "The music's already written that the game provides." He said, "That's the music. You're just the lyrics." And so, in short, don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done, right? Words of wisdom from a true professional. My guest today has been Kyle Rush, the television play-by-play voice of Coastal Carolina. He's not only limited to football, he does soccer, basketball, and baseball, a slew of other sports that Coastal Carolina tosses out there. Kyle, we appreciate the time. We're going to be keeping a close eye on you here in Western North Carolina. Best of luck to you throughout the rest of the season, and hopefully we can talk again real soon. You got it, my friend, anytime. Black Mountain, get ready to rock. Dark City Rock Fest, presented by Elite Events and Promotions, is coming to Silverado's. Saturday, September 17th, starring Saving Abel. $20 in advance, 25-day of show. And a portion of the proceeds will go to United Way, Dark City Rock Fest, with Saving Abel. Saturday, September 17th at SilveradosWNC.com. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Just a couple of minutes for the top of the hour. Sports Center update, and then it'll be daily draft time. Jeremy and I'll be putting together fantasy rosters, DFS rosters for week one. Uh, if you are putting together a lineup for Battle for the Belt, this will be a great listen for you because we are salary capped as well. Yes, and you will get uh, all of the tips on what to do with Jeremy and what not to do when it comes to me uh all right college football this weekend obviously you got the alabama texas game's gonna be huge appalachians going on the road to texas a&m how's that gonna turn out will they be able to score as many points as last week hell no well if you have watched this show for any period of time you know i'm not laying 19 with a road dog so uh you probably figure out which side i'm on of that I will just tease the picks tomorrow. I think there is going to be a very large upset in college football this weekend. Might have two of them. Interesting. I don't know that I see the. I don't know that I see the same thing happening. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Tennessee and Pittsburgh. That's a huge matchup. First time Pittsburgh has ever hosted an SEC team. That sounds ridiculous that's almost hard to believe right but it is the case 
as Tennessee goes into Pittsburgh and will Hendon Hooker and that offense be able to score points against that Panthers defense? I think he likes it. Gee, I think he likes it. Baylor BYU. That's another big matchup. Oh, like, we're, we're, like, we're going for the I big like boys. Baylor. I like Baylor winning a slugfest in that one. Uh, this week we are we are picking the big boys, and then we've got some uh, low key bangers. Not telling you to watch it, just telling you you should have some dollars on you it. You are in the Sportsocracy Daily Draft coming up after the Sports Center update. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy in the Ingalls studio. We're always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. And also, you have until tomorrow to get in on the battle for the belt. The link is in the description of the video. You, of course, will be uh, eligible to win the custom championship Sportocracy Beer City's Best Fantasy Football Player Belt, as well as the Prize pack worth over $1,000. All it costs you is a $20 donation to Eblen Charities St. Nicholas Project. Again, the link is in the description of the YouTube video and, of course, on all of our social medias. The deadline to get involved is tomorrow, so act now. Daily draft time here in the Sportsocracy. We kick off the third hour, same way each and every weekday afternoon, and the daily draft today Jeremy wants to build DFS lineups. Uh, I think this could be it could easily be a Thursday staple. We get asked a ton of fantasy football questions, especially with DFS. So we came up with an idea. We're going to draft quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, a flex, and a defense, and you have $30,000 on DraftKings to do so. These will be our favorite plays. Which is... Which is so much fun. Stephen Tao has uh, already said it's going to be easy to to tie with Jeremy because he's going to give us all of his, uh, all of his picks. Well, you would think that, except for the fact that I have a lot of them. So you'll be picking out of a 25, 30 player pool trying to figure out which ones I put into my roster. And no, I'm not going to tell you. No, you're not going to tell us because, I mean, that's just how you roll. Um, I am, I, I'm not savvy at dfs things not not great at the math off the top of my head so hopefully i can stay within the boundaries here because jeremy has said a quarterback running back wide receiver tight end flex and a defense and we have to stay under thirty thousand dollars is that right that seems very low that's not gonna be hard for me as a matter of fact it's gonna be harder for me to spend thirty thousand yeah not for me not for me. Uh, I'll take the Chicago Bears defense. How much does that cost me? A eight dollars. Can I get it? Can I get them for a dollar? That will be eight dollars, Bob. And then, <laughs> and then that'll save me some money. I will be kind, and I will give you the first pick. You're gonna give me the first. pick. I will give you the first pick. Well, I... it's my game, and you know what? I understand that you're at a little bit of a strategic disadvantage. I mean, I guess I can't uh, thank you enough for that. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I will go with Justin Herbert. I'll go quarterback right out the gate. Give me Justin Herbert. I, I do love when you off the jump don't even have a player that was on my list. Why? That is a good start. Why is he not on your list? He's Does he very cost expensive. too much? He's very expensive. That's a quarter of your salary right there. $7,600. $7,600. I personally have two quarterbacks that now I don't have to take early, so I can disclose who they are. It's Matt Ryan and James Winston. Okay. I want a lot of New Orleans because there's always this thought of you don't want players in blowouts. That's true to a point, unless they're really cheap. And if they're really cheap, then you have the advantage of if it's a blowout, it became a blowout somehow. I don't disagree that Herbert will have a good game. I tend to spend lower on quarterbacks. Okay. I will spend up for a quarterback if they run. Lamar Jackson. If I was going to go high, it would be Lamar Jackson. Okay. Because the Jets cannot stop running quarterbacks to save their lives. But you're going to end up paying 8000 for 73. him? 73. You actually paid $300 more for Herbert than Did you would have really? for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Off to a... Off to a doozy of a start, you are. Yeah. All right. I, I as I stated, I did not have him on even on my list. So <laughs> I get to go my favorite two, which means I'm going to start with a guy who we have referenced on this show a whole mess of times. He's very cheap. He's a free spot in your battle for the belt roster this week, and his name is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. $4,800 on the DraftKings, and he might be the only living, breathing running back for the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. But, 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 Jeremy, the Colts are good at stopping the run. I don't care. I don't care. At some point, somebody is just too cheap, and they become almost a no-doubter. And I really believe in the talent. I feel like this game stays closer Obviously, when we play Beat the Chief tomorrow, you'll see what side of this game I am on, what side Tank is on, what side Asheville Police Chief David Zach is on. I see a path that Indianapolis does not blow them out of the water the way people think. Played twice last year. If it wasn't for two gigantic Jonathan Taylor runs, Houston played straight up with them in the second one. I'm, I don't love road teams in week one. Now, do they backdoor cover? Quite possible. But for me, the number one player on the board, the no doubt, should be in every DraftKings lineup, is Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. So that saves me a little bit of money, which gives me a, 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 a very nice advantage. Now, I know you cannot burn me with my quarterback. So I'm going to get one of the two quarterbacks I want. Right. I also know that you have spent a lot of money, so you're probably not going to be able to go big game hunting again. So I will take the receiver I want at $5,500, Michael Pittman Jr. Probably my number one receiver play of the week. Because who else is Matt Ryan going to throw to? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do think the three tight end monster are going to have targets. The other day when you get to the 15-yard line, who is Matt Ryan looking for? I'm going to bet it's Michael Pittman, and I don't care if they have three guys draped on him. Really? Please let me Derek Stingley. Please let me Derek Stingley. 
I just I, I want to be able to come in here Monday morning and go, y- y- you remember that thing I said about nobody with an IQ above salad dressing would take Derek Stingley above a, uh, a mod sauce gardener? Uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Fine player. Good player. Not nearly as long and fluid as, as sauce. And somebody like Michael Pittman is who's going to take advantage of that. Okay. I feel like I have started nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Now my turn. So I'm going to look for somebody that I'm not going to have to spend a whole lot of money on. Uh, which you're going to have to. Because why? Because you went aggressive with your first selection. Yes. The spending up for uh, Justin Herbert apparently was not the best option for me to go down. I d- look, <laughs> I judged it a little bit, but only because there were better options. I think he's going to have a hell of a week this week. I am, you know, I'm off on all of the top running backs, obviously. So I'm going to look for some value in the running back position. And I have been touting this guy all offseason long, and he's playing the worst team in the league, or one of them anyway. It's Elijah Mitchell. I honestly believe that Elijah Mitchell has a path where he could end up winning a Russian title this year. If If he stays healthy, he is the guy for San Francisco. And I am going to reiterate that same stat that I've said no less than 50,000 times. Who was the last San Francisco running back to finish in the top 24 fantasy running backs? His name was Carlos Hyde, and that was a long, long time ago. Yes, it was. Now, there have been a lot of injuries. Elijah Mitchell would have done it last year if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. So, And he's $5,400. And he was on my list. I feel like that's a good, that's hey, a good value for this Yeah, You're stepping up in the world. He was actually on my list. There you go. He was at the bottom of your list. Nope. But oh, good. Well, at least I hit one on your list. Uh, and then, hmm, I'm gonna go with Brandon Ayuk. I don't hate that. I'm sticking with the same because here's here's my thought. Who the hell's gonna stop him? Well, my only fear with that would be uh, I could say the same thing about George Kittle, and I could say the same thing about Debo Samuel. Just yeah, from but a, Kittle may not play. But Kittle's going to play. Nah, may yeah. not. Yeah. We don't need Kittle to play. So he may not play. Debo's dealing with some nagging injuries as well, as always. Brandon Ayuk against the Chicago Bears. 5,200, I feel like you could do much worse. You could certainly do much worse. Uh, I, I do not have a qualm with that. He was, again... Not on my Not list, on the list, but that's okay. Everybody has different player pools. That's just fine. All right, so I have back-to-backs here. And I have to do something that I, I see what you have left. To me, there is a clear, no doubt, tight end this week that I'm going to struggle to believe I don't get into 75-plus percent of lineups I play. Okay. He's $4,400. He's arguably the number one target on his own team. And his name is Zach Ertz. No Rondell Moore, no DeAndre Hopkins. Going to be a shootout. They're not going to be able to run to save their lives because James Conner is bad, 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 but bad, bad. Okay. I like two tight ends. If you want to spend up, it's Mark Andrews. If not, 
Zach Ertz. I could be convinced on a couple others. We will talk about those on the Sunday show when we help you set your fantasy lineups. If you have questions, you can chuck those out there, do all the things. We'll have a grand old time. Okay. And then? And then? Well, you know, it's it's time for a commercial. It's, it's, <laughs> it's weird how this works every time we do this. I have a slew of guys left. I think I know who I want, but I'm going to take the three minutes to figure it out. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Welcome back in to the Sportsocracy. It's daily draft time here in the Ingles studio. And today we're drafting DFS lineups for week one of the NFL season. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, flex, and a defense. And we have to spend only $30,000. You, you got you to bargain hunt a little bit. Just a tad. Just a tad. Which, you know would have been helpful if I had not spent most of my money with my first pick in Justin Herbert. Correct. But, That's why I went, ooh. But now, not because I don't like Justin Herbert. This was an exercise to show, because I've been asked this with the Battle for the Belts, I've been asked this 50 times. Can you explain how to do DFS things, how to set lineups? That's the reason we did this, mm-hmm. is to show you Justin Herbert's not a bad play. At seventy six hundred dollars, not as great of a place. Right, it's going to be a whole lot of money, a whole lot of investment, and you got to hope that he is going to have a hell of a game to pay off on how much you spend. Now, I have been very thrifty. I've been sharp shopping the deals with Damian Pierce, Michael Pittman, Zach Ertz. Now I feel like I have enough money in the coffers. I got enough doubloons. 
I can go get my favorite play of the week. Okay. And his name is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara against the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons could not play dead in a Western defensively. And frankly, I feel like Kamara has been undervalued all offseason. I feel like he's undervalued right now. And I could see this game being ugly, getting ugly early, mm-hmm. and them not asking Jameis Winston to do too much. Bring him in slowly. Throws 28 to 32 passes, which if you do the formula of how many plays the Saints run, that would put Kamara in line for somewhere between 20 and 24 touches, which is plenty enough to pay off 7,600. Mm-hmm. I will have him in a slew of DraftKings lineups. Okay. So, so far you have Damian Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Ertz, and Alvin Kamara. It's pretty good. Pretty good start. All right. I feel like Tank's already throwing up a white flag before at look, the halfway point. Look, I'm trying to do the, the, the cap calisthenics here to do the the very best that I can with how much I spent on my quarterback because I have told you I don't believe in the Las Vegas Raiders secondary. So I think Justin Herbert has a huge day I agree. on Sunday. So I spin up for him. I got Elijah Mitchell at 5,400, and I'm taking Brandon Ayuk at 5,200. I need another receiver to throw in the flex spot, and I'm going to go with a guy that we've talked about a lot because here's another another one that I'll look at and I go, I don't know who's going to be able to keep him at bay. And it's Christian Kirk. Not he was also on my list. Fifty one hundred. I can save enough so I can get a cheapo defense and a cheapo tight end to spin up at quarterback. Now, if I had been you, and this is just me, you know, it's just throwing out a little expertise here, I would have probably paired uh with Juliet's friend Romeo Dubs, who is three thousand dollars. Ah. I just he has to be clinically know. alive. I, oh, to over to to overplay. Mm-hmm. His if you've cost. never played DraftKings before. Your objective is for every player you draft to score four x their value. What that means is you take their price, you drop the last two zeros, put a decimal point in between it, multiply it by four. Romeo Dubs is three thousand hmm. dollars. If he gets in the end zone, that one target has you seventy percent of the way there. Well, there you go. See, because you get the point for the day. catch, six for the touchdown, however many yards it was. Right. So you learn something new every day. Romeo Doves is going to be a staple of DraftKings lineups for me this week. Okay. Uh, and then I don't care about my defense. Are you going to draft me? Uh, is your tight end going to be Jeremy Green? Because uh, I feel like that's what you have money left for. No. Pat Fryermouth. Taking the Fryermouth. And we'll just hope for the best. I don't. I can't blame you there. Hope he gets into the end zone, which I think he will. I think he'll be a touchdown. Uh, he'll be a touchdown monster all year long. And up against the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, there's 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 holes in the middle of that defense. We saw that plenty of times last year. They they struggled with tight ends last year, right? If I was going to play a Pittsburgh Steeler, it would be the Friermouth, right? So I will spend uh, forty two hundred. On Pat Fryermouth, and that should leave me with twenty six hundred for a defense. 
which looking at the defenses, uh, it gets very jetty about that time. I have two selections left. I need a quarterback. I need a defense. The quarterback for me is easy. I want a pair of one of my receivers with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I have Michael Pittman Jr., which means I want Matt Ryan. Okay. Very cheap, 5400 Almost no way to me that he doesn't pay that off. Two touchdowns, 250 and don't turn the ball over. Uh, and I'm happy. And I'm a happy individual. As long as one of those goes to Michael, Michael Pittman. Pittman. That's ideally what I want. 100 yards out of Michael Pittman, 250 and two for, for Matt Ryan. I'm hunky dunky. Okay. Because if we were doing this for real, I would have plenty of money to go Devontae Adams, which is what I really wanted to do. And have money for it in this, in this exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my defense might surprise you. You said defense doesn't matter to you. It should. Because every week, every single week, there is a defense that scores a touchdown. And winds up shifting contests. And this week, there's one that I feel almost positive is going to do that because it's better than people think. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles. Jared Garf loves throwing to the team wearing a jersey that doesn't look like his. Mm -hmm. And I could easily see a path where his number one is defended by Darius Slay. His number two is defended by James Bradbury. He makes a poor decision and somebody goes high-stepping into the end zone. All I need you to do. Yep. Everything else, wind addressing. Do I think they're going to give up some yards? Yes, I do. Do I care? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles, he's going all in that they will score a defensive touchdown this weekend. I could also see my team scoring a defensive touchdown. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins against the New England Patriots down in Miami 2600 that that puts me at the 30 30,000 mark and Xavier Howard got a good chance Javon Holland maybe he comes up with the big play feel like I got a chance uh, you do Jones. I mean if I'm going cheapo on defense that's where I would go I, I looked at the defense. That's what I always do. Like when I'm building a roster, I go look at the defenses and go, which is the which is the cheapest defense that I can go, okay, I can stand that. If you do that, your objective is, uh, who's not going to lose me points? Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want to play a defense with a running back because if the defense does good things, what does that mean? You're going to be ahead. Right. Running back's going to get carries. Right. It's the low-key stack where most people do quarterback, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. Running back, running back defense, defense is also that. a that's also a formidable stack. Interesting. I don't do it every week, but I do it a lot of weeks. Huh? See, I learn something new about this DFS thing every day. I, well, I mean, I was in on the ground floor of DraftKings when they were doing commercials and highlighting people. I was hoping one day I would be one of those. And then about seven of those guys went completely bankrupt, and I'm really glad that I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker! Gamblers losing money. Hey. You know what? There's not a lot of us that are old, but you know what? They're you know what we all do? We have us a good old time. There you go. Hang out with us on Sundays. We're gonna have a lot of domestic lights and uh, good old time. Yeah. All right. So I ended up with Justin Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk, Pat Fryermuth, and the Dolphins defense. And I ended up with Matt Ryan. Damian Pierce, Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Ertz, Alvin Kamara, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well done by you, Mr. Floster Thomas. Like I said, 
can take advice from him, and you can look at mine and go, yeah, I know I got to do that. Uh, we will also be doing a slew of DFS things on, on Sunday. If you have any questions about DraftKings, since our Battle for the Belt is a DraftKings tournament, feel free. At ESPN Draft Nerd. Frankly, you know what? I think I'll be on the Twitter machine tonight. I think I know how tonight's going to go. Not necessarily from the game standpoint. I, I mean, I'm 20 minutes from having to make a pick on this game. I'm still not sure which side I'm going on. Really? Now, I do have a banger that I highly advise you go to badass.com and throw some doubloons on. But it's not who's going to win. Uh, I have a feeling HWA is going to be really motivated. Like, yes, football's back. And at halftime, I'm going to look over and she's going to be asleep. Yep. And so I'm going to have plenty of idle time. So if you'd like to ask me fantasy football questions, I will be on the Twitter machine at ESPN Draft Nerd. Fire them away. I'll answer as many as I can. Now, when we come back from the break, it'll be time for the most important message of the day, and then we will talk about it. The kickoff of the 2022 NFL season. We got the LA Rams, Buffalo Bills tonight in LA. If you need to trim down, you need to change your lifestyle, get with myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss has helped me lose 90 pounds since Thanksgiving. And this is the best I have ever felt in my adult life. I am now staring 200 pounds in the face and going, I cannot remember a time when I was 200 pounds. The last couple of days have been proof positive of what PhD has done for me. I played in the Chamber Golf Tournament on Tuesday, had business meetings all day yesterday. Before PhD, that would have been a real chore because the actual physical exertion would have taken it out of me. I wouldn't have had the energy that I did have yesterday, and it's all thanks to the planning program of PhD Weight Loss. PhD Weight Loss has the plan for you to get rid of your weight problem for good. Go to myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy, and it is that time for the most important message of the week. Don't do crimes. That's your that's your part. You're supposed to Oh, don't do crimes! Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, so important that you don't do crimes that Jeremy can't remember the line. I, uh, for, I, I wasn't paying attention, <laughs> if I was being really honest. Uh, it's, uh, well, look, I always say, God bless America. I am, I, I am always... Did you come up with that all by yourself? Supreme. I feel like that should be on I mean, t-shirts. It's a, it's a new slogan that I've come up with. 
I think that should be on t-shirts. That it, would sell I, well. I mean, it's almost as if, you know, America is the best country on the planet. And I know that uh, there are people who don't don't agree with that. And you know what? Uh, screw you because America rocks. Uh, and I would rather be punished in America for a crime than I would anywhere else in the world. This was very disturbing to me. So uh, an Iranian woman killed her husband back in 2017. He was very abusive, apparently. And one night, she shot him dead. She was sentenced to death. And the way they do it there, I mean, it's not like we do it here where, you know, we'll... We'll put the little alcohol swab on you, and we'll do it very humanely. No, they still hang people over there. She was a part of a public hanging that was 17 people deep, at least 17 people deep. After watching one by one the gentleman being hung before her, she had a heart attack in line waiting for her turn and died of that heart attack. Most places probably like, all right, that's done. I guess we don't have to do anything. Iran apparently does things differently. They hung her corpse. That is the most macabre thing I think I've ever heard. Macabre? Macabre. And, of course, it was just making a point because her husband was actually a senior ministry of intelligence official in Iran so the punishment is going to be a little harsher. They actually convicted her two children as well as co-conspirators, despite the fact that they were asleep at the time of the murder. They gave her daughter five years in prison. Uh, the son was cleared. Yeah. How, how does that work? Uh, it's Iran. And women aren't people in Iran. The women are always going to be judged harsher than the men. And one of the worst parts of this is that apparently the son helped the mother-in-law kick out the stool from underneath her. Oh, good. Yeah! Awful! Awful. Again, if you're going to do crimes, at least do them in America where your dead body won't be desecrated. Your story was incredibly macabre. It is, isn't it? Uh, My story, not so much. This is from Mr. Vegas insider Scott Robin. He also goes by Vital Vegas. Apparently, a very aggressive heist was just pulled off at El Cortez. That is an old school Vegas gambling hall. One of the things, if you've ever been to a casino, you know there's a line that you are not allowed to put your hand across. Well, somebody did. And they committed a crime... They didn't think about it before they did it. They were at a craps table. They reached across the do not touch line and made away with $19,100 in chips. Not the first time this has happened. Not the first time that the person that did it has the same problem. Mm -hmm. Because they got away with a slew of $2,000 chips. The 500s and the 1,000s, you can bet those away. They don't really pay. The, I mean, I'm not telling you anything that anybody that goes to casinos doesn't know. They don't pay a whole lot of attention to small denominations. Now, when you get into those big boy chips, they pay really close attention to those. To the point of they have FID chips in them. 
So if you try to bet them anywhere, they're going to hit. So now whoever did this apparently has been seen on camera trying to get rid of some of the hundreds, five hundreds, and thousands. They believe he is sitting on five $2,000 chips that he has no way to get rid of. Because the minute he does, they're going to flag and he will be arrested. And do you know how he could have found this out? Wouldn't have been that hard. All he'd had to have done is Google somebody that just did this in 2016. It was a Rolling Stone article. Uh, Tony Carleo snatched $1.5 million in craps chips from the Bellagio. And he got rid of 105000 of it real easy. Yeah. Only problem is that he had $25,000 chips. It was over a million dollars of what he stole. He couldn't let it go. Really? He sat on them for 18 months. And then he tried to gamble them away thinking, oh, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they lost track of them. They arrested him before he got out of the building. Wow. Don't do crimes. Really don't do crimes in Vegas. They know all your crimes. So they can track They've seen them. Chips. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. If uh, Don't do crimes ever, but if you're going to steal from a casino, you, those big chips will catch you instantaneously. I've always been afraid that it's going to be like uh, the movie, Casino. You, you do mess up in the casino they're gonna be breaking some of your fingers with a hammer in the back that's uh, i mean if you play in some underground place in the behind a pool hall maybe the place with the duffel bag your Uh, your duffel bag story (laughs) go to reputable casinos yeah don't do the underground thing that's how you get hurt that's how you end up with fingers that don't point the right direction right uh but most importantly overall don't crimes tonight is the kickoff game of the 2022 nfl season i'm going to repeat tonight is the kickoff of the 2022 nfl season we will have the showdown in la last year's super bowl champion against one of the favorites for this year's super bowl championship the buffalo bills and the la rams who has the advantage I believe Buffalo is a better team. Okay. I also believe the Rams are going to have to figure some things out with their offensive line. And this is quite possibly the worst team you could have to come up against to start off with. I also think it's going to be just oppressively hot. But, but it's a dome. It's an open air dome. Mm -hmm. And they're turning the air, or they did turn the air conditioning off 40 minutes ago. Yes. It's going to be ridiculously, They're grossly sticky hot. So who does that? So the question is, all of those things considered, who does that benefit? I think it benefits LA. I think it benefits Buffalo. Neither one of these teams run particularly well. Now, the Rams run a lot more than you think they do. I, I harped on this last year. There's this misnomer that Sean McVay comes out and throws 75% of the time. It's just not true. Right. Now, uh, we've been asked several questions about Cam Akers. I do, I think he's going to get the lion chair of the, uh, of the carries. A lot of people have freaked out about him because he was so bad when he came back for the playoffs last year. He was just ineffective. Mm-hmm. I could also argue he probably shouldn't have been on the field. Missing got blew out his Achilles in camp. Right, I was going to say six months removed from an, from, uh, an Achilles. And then he came surgery. back, and yeah, he was ineffective, but I think he will be fine. 
there is a belief that this is going to be a high scoring track meet. Is that how? Is that that's how you see this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's how I see this. I could be wrong. I don't think it's even close to that. I don't think it's even in the ballpark of that. These are two teams with offensive line issues. Mm-hmm. The Rams are bigger than the Bills. But these are also teams with really lofty expectations. And you're not going to come out and just go... You're not going to go 0-100 to 100 in week one. Mm-hmm. We talked about this with college games last week. Why are the Lions so much smaller in week one? Because everybody knows it's going to be a little vanilla. It's going to be a little feeling it out. You're not coming in here like you're playing for the AFC Championship or the NFC Championship in the case of the Rams. I could see this being a sludgier game than people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Lots of cramping, lots of dehydration. Going well, you're going on. to have a lot of that. There's no right. way you're going to avoid right. it. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It's going to be it's going to be limited. The guys are going to be uh, taking a lot of breathers. There'll be a lot of rotations on both sides of the ball. It and it will come down to possibly who's deeper. And if that's the case, it's Buffalo. Then Bills. it's the Buffalo Bills. LA it's Rams, not really all that close. L.A. Rams, they're used, should be used to the heat. Obviously, you don't ever get completely used to that kind of oppressive heat. But you would think that that would play into their favor, that Buffalo wouldn't be as uh, up to speed on playing in that kind of heat and humidity. I, I'm going to take a line that I heard from a slew of Buffalo Bills fans that I was with over the weekend. It's cute that people in the South think it doesn't get warm in Buffalo in the summertime. Because mm-hmm. it does. Oh, yeah. Now, I can't tell you it's this like aggressively that, hot. Right. Hot's hot. All right. I, I mean, L.A. is ridiculously hot. Mm-hmm. I, and it will have a factor with conditioning and cramping and things like that. The bigger question for me is who has more questions? Who has more question marks coming into this game? The reason the over-under is so high is because there's one corner in this entire game that you know exactly what you're getting, mm-hmm. and it's Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a question mark. And I'm not so sure that I care. Now, I Gabriel Davis, all the way in. If you have him on your fantasy team, he should be on the field tonight. Right. Just a solid piece of advice. I do. I I, I care about the fact that Tredavious White is not going to be playing. I care about that because okay let's say with what you have left you're able to get a handle on cooper cup which i doubt and then that leaves Allen robinson open how are the safeties going to be used in the pass coverage obviously that's going to play a big deal micah hyde and jordan poyer but i don't believe in anything outside of i mean kyer elam is now the number one for week one. Dane Jackson's actually the number one. Okay, that doesn't make me feel much better. He played well at times last year. Mm-hmm. He's fine. But I could also see Matthew Stafford coming in and putting on a show. I, I just feel like the pass rush for both of these teams is going to matter way more than people are letting on. Buffalo has seven legitimate pass rushers. Not all of them play on the edge. Mm-hmm. Ed Oliver can get after a quarterback. I just see this being more dinky-dunky because you're going to have to get the ball out. It's going to be a lot of shotgun, probably not a lot of ability to run the ball on Mm -hmm. either side. 
And I just think I think we're going to come in here tomorrow and go, man, that was two really good teams, and that game was I broccoli. You very could, very well could, but they're both also explosive offenses. Oh, no doubt. And so I feel like that's going to play a factor in the game. I could very well see this being, you know, um, 35, 30 kind of a game, but I could also see it being somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, you know, 28, 26. I don't, I don't see it being the slow slug fest that you do. I have it 24, 20. That's how I think this game ends. Okay. Well, see, that's not that bad. When you say slow slugfest, I'm thinking like 17-10. No. I mean, the over-under's 52 and a half. That's a lot of points. Let me put it this way. The score that you said only covered that by two scores. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's Vegas, I, in my opinion, baiting you into thinking that this is just going to be an up-and-down-the-field track, mate. I don't really see that. A bigger, or I shouldn't say bigger question. That is my biggest question is what exactly are we going to see here? You got to understand, there's no Odell Beckham with with, uh, the Rams. Right. The receiving core is not particularly deep. You don't have a lot of weapons here. This is the thinnest team in the NFL, and it's not even close. Mm -hmm. So you get into one of these scenarios where it is that hot. And what exactly are you going to be seeing? I mean, is Tutu Atwell, who we talked about at nauseum last year. Mm-hmm. And there's a path where he plays 20, 25, 30 snaps tonight. He could. Does that make you feel warm and fuzzy that this is going to be 34, 30? Because it doesn't for me in any way. No. Um, Van Jefferson, is he going to play? He's questionable. I have not heard a definitive. Yeah. Last I heard, he was questionable. Wasn't sure if he was going to be out there. If so, he's the three. Out. He is, he is out. out. He, he is, is out. out. So then that means Tutu Atwell becomes the three. Dude. You're going to see uh, Ben Skoronek out there who had some, you know, he had some nice catches during the playoff run for the for the Rams last year, and they're pretty high on Lance McCutcheon as well to make some plays as a rookie. I just, I'm not as concerned about the offensive line for the Rams as you are. Who do is you feel it, good about? Is it as started, I mean, is it as, uh, steady as last year's no i mean you trying to replace a guy like andrew whitworth sure and you also lost some other pieces on there austin corbett and Mm -hmm. guys like that so i get you're still trying to figure some things out it's very young Mm -hmm. it's very inexperienced Mm -hmm. and it's getting ready to come up against von miller and gregory russo Mm -hmm. and aj epinesa and boogie basham and ed oliver i could keep doing this I just, that's, to me, that is the pivot point. You've got Matthew Stafford coming out here with one receiver that he legitimately feels good about. First of all, Sean McDermott, pretty bright defensive guy. I would wager he knows that. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to guess that maybe a guy that became an NFL head coach as a defensive mind is looking at this going, all right, so everything at Cooper Cup. I think they will get aggressive with him. A slew of double coverage. Mm-hmm. A slew of it. Because you got to remember, Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson, it's first game together. Yeah. Do you remember the first game with Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, he was running the wrong direction twice. Now, I understand one's had a camp and one was a pickup in the middle of the week. I completely understand that. This is just not going to be as seamless. 
and I feel like we do this every year, of mm-hmm. we're so excited that there's NFL football back that we think, oh, it's the reigning Super Bowl champions because they play in this game every year, mm-hmm. and they always play somebody that is of their caliber. So we think it's going to be a great game. And usually you walk away going, gross. <laughs> oh, that was that was a letdown. Well, not really. It's, it's what you should be expecting. I was going to say, except for that time, the uh, Denver Broncos opened up against the Carolina Panthers. Didn't they beat the snot out of them in that opener in Denver? Yeah, and that wasn't pretty. I mean, no, yeah. Wasn't pretty. But I got I got the LA Rams winning tonight. Jeremy will make his pick coming up next right here on ESPN Asheville. Black Mountain, get ready to rock. Dark City Rock Fest, presented by Elite Events and Promotions, is coming to Silverado's. Saturday, September 17th, starring Saving Abel. $20 in advance, 25-day of show, and a portion of the proceeds will go to United Way. Dark City Rock Fest with Saving Abel. Saturday, September 17th at SilveradosWNC.com. Roots and wings, the two greatest gifts any parent can give their kid. But when it's time for them to head off to college, there's also groceries, laundry detergent, notebook paper, ironing instructions, and futons that assemble with parts left over. At Ingalls, we have all the comforts of home right around the corner. We know that life's biggest steps are best taken with faith and trust in the ones you love the most. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. Are you ready to tackle your banking needs? Home Trust Bank's team of expert advisors and lenders want to be your teammate. We want to hear your story, learn your aspirations, and assist you with financial needs and provide options that are tailored to you. With a wide range of personal, mortgage, and commercial services, you will discover all your banking needs under one roof with a local and personalized touch at Home Trust Bank. Score big with Home Trust Bank. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Coffee's the closers home. Get them the money! Then when you get the money... You get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then we get the power. Then you get the win. First game of the NFL season. We're back. Buffalo Bills, two and a half point favorite at the Los Angeles Rams. Over under 52 and a half. First, everybody has said, how are the Bills a favorite when it's in LA? Because there's going to be more Bills fans here than Rams fans. I saw an event last night that was live streamed on Twitter that had about 25,000 Bills fans lined up. It's going to be loud. This will not be the home field advantage that people think. I've struggled with the pick of the game all week long. I could see the one of these two teams winning. What I'm dead set on, this is going under 52 and a half. If you look back at the history of these opener games, they tend to go aggressively under. I'm going under 52 and a half. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills minus the two and a half. I think they win by about four. I've got this finishing 24-20. If you're looking for a prop bet to take to betus.com, use our promo code SPORTSOCRACY. They will match your initial deposit up to 125%. You put in $100, they'll give you $125 in free play credits and a couple props you can throw them at. Over 44 and a half rushing yards for Cam Akers. There is this, in my opinion, misconception that this is going to be a split backfield. I don't agree. Daryl Henderson is 14 yards behind him in terms of the line. That's insane. The other thing I'm looking at, total yards for Josh Allen. Over 276 and a half. 
between rushing. I have been told that he is going to rush less this year. I will believe that when I see it, but I do think he's able to throw for about 260, rush for somewhere in the neighborhood of 30, and go over 276 and a half. All right, there you have your picks. You can take those over to betus.com. Use the promo code SPORTSOCRACY. Get a 125% deposit bonus on whatever you put in up to $2,500. Uh, just a stat correction from the last segment. It was not the uh, Carolina Panthers that Denver just destroyed on the opening kickoff game. That was that was 10 years ago in 2013 when they did it to the Baltimore Ravens, 49-27. Yeah, it was uh, Graham Gano missed a field goal at the end of the uh, Carolina game. Most of these games tend to be low scoring. If you look back over the course of the last four years, the final scores of these have been 18 to 12, 10, 3, 34, 20, 31, 29. Uh, now understand that 34, 20 game was the chiefs and the Houston Texans, right? You had the shootout game between the bucks and the Cowboys last year and the 31, 29 win for Tampa Bay. But yeah, I mean, Kansas city go back to 2017. That was a high-scoring affair with the New England Patriots. That kind of came out of nowhere. Kareem Hunt's debut. Never and there were a that ton one. of turnovers in that game, that was too. On, that, was, that was on my anniversary in the Dominican Republic. So I need to, for the last few seconds here, say happy anniversary to my wife, Andy. 15 wonderful years of wedded bliss. I love you, baby. Okay, so there's football tonight. Let's get <laughs> Let's talk about the real important thing tonight. You're taking... I'm taking nobody circles away like the Buffalo Bills. Uh, to cover two and a half points on the road at L.A., I think uh, I, I think the L.A. Rams will win this game outright, and they will, they will be able to win the game. Bang up the yeah, houses bang up. I was going to say cover the numbers. They're going to be able to win this favorite, game. Which is stupid to me. Uh, it's not to me. This is. I'm telling you, it's going to be a Buffalo Bills home game. I've seen enough pictures. There are a bajillion Bills fans there. Right. It's going to be loud. It's going to be fun. The NFL's back, baby! That's right. We'll have all of your uh, coverage of the weekend coming up tomorrow on the program along with Beat the Chief, a daily draft, and all the goodness that comes with a football Friday.